her fluterer. Fluterer. Fluterarian. So, have you guys heard about these, um, these, uh, uh, what are they called? They're f- feral children. No. It's, it was like in, back in like the, I guess, 1800s, like the late 1800s, they would just find these kids out like in the wild, like hunters would find these kids that had just been raised by animals. That's pretty sick. Like, I was thinking about that. I guess that's what the Jungle Book is based off of. That's oh, what, really? That's what Rome's based off of. Yeah, Get yeah, that yeah. mic out of your face. Yeah, um, Romulus and Remus, right? Mm. They were raised by wolves. Right. And then somehow they had the capacity to, you know, create this you just, country or whatever. You just build stuff, man. It's like, you just put your mind to it. You're like, I want to build a city but by they, myself. Even though they didn't know what cities were because they were just like wolf kids. Yeah, if you dream it, you can achieve it. There are uh, there are more wolf than furries nowadays that say they're wolves, or other kin, other, other kin, kin that say they're wolves. Other uh, kin. <laughs> you know what? No, I think the the true like down to earth like the real furries are these feral children that were like found by hunters that are like wolf kids, they're raised by wolves. Because I was, I I thought about this. I don't know why I thought about this because I've heard about it, but I looked it up. So I was looking at it last night. There's this guy. Um, so it was like a six-year-old. They found this guy as a six-year-old. He was just like on all fours with a pack of wolves. That's pretty sick. And so they, the, the hunters followed them back to their cave and then they like smoked out the wolves. So, so the, everyone came out and then they just killed all the wolves and took the kid and then expected him to like, like, you know, like the people that just killed his entire family. Um, what was his it, name? Young wolf. Young wolf. <laughs> Young wolf. Dude, Young Wolf has the top post on hashtag Camp Parsons is a post by Young Wolf. <laughs> is that his Instagram name? No. Sweet That's Sparrow. his real name. Yeah. That, yeah, it's his real name. Um anyway, so yeah, this guy like apparently the the really interesting thing to me though, so they took him to an orphanage with a bunch of other kids. The thing that really stuck out out of this whole story that I was reading was that he never throughout his entire life so he, he lived in civilization for the rest of his life, but never did he develop the capacity to speak or understand language. He was six, and mm. he never learned how to talk because all he would do is animal sounds. That's pretty sick. It's like, so you can learn a different language, but if you haven't learned any language, you can't learn to speak after six. They call him the wolf doctor. No, <laughs> wolf doctor. Um. Yeah, I don't know how that works. I'm not an expert in that field. Are we going right now? Yeah, we are. Oh, God damn it. I was going to show you pictures. <laughs> of what? Of Young of Wolf? Of Young Wolf. Save it. You would have really enjoyed it. Save it. No, I don't know if you have to... That's weird. I don't know how that works. Like, uh, I have to imagine... <sighs> That's weird. Just imagine that, like, finding a kid like that who's raised by wolves or, like, fucking like tigers or kangaroos or some shit like some animal Dude, I, i'm guessing there's someone out there right now we just yeah yeah i mean they're probably people i guess india is like the big place that they would find these kids yeah like overpopulation or something like a lot this of was like in the 1800s nature. yeah that was i think when the big it happened like when it happened a lot and then the people just take these kids and like study them and stuff um but yeah i just i i don't know because thinking about that last night, it was just such a... It was one of those thoughts that's, like, really interesting at night. 
that you just can't stop thinking about. Because mm. it's I, like, it's just, just imagine meeting someone like that. I feel like seeing someone who acts like a wolf and doesn't have the capacity for like human, you know, like empathy and all that kind of thing. Like, I feel like that's scarier than an actual wolf. Don't they say that the, like the most important years as far as um, like intellectual development is like age four? Something I don't like know. that. So, I think all I think with linguistic development even before that. Yeah, yeah, but I mean just like uh your your mental characteristics overall. I think they say oh, it's well by age four. I don't know. That's so weird to think about because imagine where you were when you were four. Imagine mm, here. What <laughs> you were here? Yeah. In the studio? Yeah. Podcasting? Yeah. Podcast for life. I've always had a very uh a very advanced vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, or you just a very not advanced audience. Both. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. People who listen to the podcast can't actually understand it. That's fine. They don't need to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, and, but I'm thinking like, as what could I have done? Or what could I have had my parents do when I was four that would have made me like a better person today? If that's the case, that it's that's such a crucial development point. Hmm. Probably a lot, but well, they pro- there's probably a lot they could have done different. I don't know about better. You know, it's hard to judge what's good and what's bad in this this realm. It's pretty subjective. Sam is gone. There's more of a modern day. I mean, a lot of this stuff happened back in the 1950s, or who knows? Maybe it still is going on with these <laughs> kids with no education being raised raised by animals. But here's a more modern equivalent is that there there are kids being raised now. They're called free range children. <laughs> free range <laughs> children. Um, Jesus, they, GMO kid. Their um, parents Mine's just GMO keep kids. them home all the time. The only education that they get is like is if they go to the aquarium. And learn about that seems like a horrible kids. idea. Can I buy one of these at IKEA? Like you Wait, walk in, and it's just like free, free range kid. Sorry, some so, assembly required. So how is how is being pinned down somewhere free range? Yeah, that sounds like the opposite of free range. You're that just sounds like, like stuck in your house. Well, I mean, they're playing. All that they do is just play all day. Oh. So there's no there's no mandatory education. Yeah, I have it pulled up on my phone, and I'm looking at this picture, which is just this little kid who's probably about seven, just standing right in front of a car. <laughs> this seems like a horrible idea. How, what country do they allow that in? Here. Uh, U.S. Really? Yeah. Wait, wait, how? How do they do that? How do they get away with that? Because you have to be enrolled in education. I don't think you in have to. Some program. Yeah, as a kid, you there's no, there's no like excuse for. As far as I know, there's no excuse to not be in edu- Not Jamie, be, we're gonna need to look some something up here. Education. Yeah, we like to talk about things we don't know the facts of. I mean, like, that's it's learning. It's most learning of our most of our stuff is conceptual. Stuff. This one has a pretty clear answer. Should we get Eli a mic? Uh. He can be his own microphone. I can be my own microphone. Um, <laughs> I can well, hear him in the monitors, but he's Utah, just going to be quiet. Utah yeah. is, um, oh, Utah is passing a free-range parenting law protecting parents so kids can um, play. Oh, this is this is different. It's basically saying that they can be unsupervised. But there is, nothing is really coming up saying that it's 
illegal. Yeah, all I've heard of when it comes to like free range, I've heard of this idea before, but I heard of as like the uh, it's this of helicopter parenting, mm-hmm. where it's just you let your kids out and let them roam, right? And that's what free range parenting is. Conceptually, conceptually, it just seems like a really bad idea to me. Well, um, just like letting them do whatever the hell they want. Or what? No. Like what's the what's the what's the idea behind it? What's the motivation? Like why why not send your kids to? Because I know, you know there's problems with the education system, but it's like they're they're interacting with people. They're not just right. That's why I'm I'm trying to think about it because I have to imagine the motivation, the incentive would be to try and uh, raise a kid without societal um, societal forces. Like, like, uh, like, uh, in, in, you know, I'm not very articulate tonight without societal it's forces, coffee, right? uh-huh. it's all the coffee, right? Yeah. Without societal forces, uh, determining how they develop. Right. Yeah. Just without societal constructs, without the entering natural... them into the system, letting yeah, well, them develop as a human would have before societal constructs, such as but school. That's not how people develop. People don't develop without societal constructs, right? It just seems like a bad idea to me. Cause it, especially because you lose a, a large amount of social interaction. Yeah, well, because we're social creatures. And in order to think, we need... We've discussed this so many times. In order to think, we need other people. We need other minds. We need to be able to validate our own beliefs. And so if you just, like, stick someone out there, they have to find... some. I mean, you know, probably all those kids that they found, the feral children, those are probably just, like, the the um free range parenting that just like went bad and the kids just ran away to be with like to be social 1800s india sounds like the parents were probably just eaten by a tiger (laughs) what's it like this place in india where it's like a quarter million people have been eaten by tigers in like the last hundred years or something like that yeah that's just the way it is yeah Yeah, it's it's a whole different world over there man it really is dang i want to go to india and like we killed off all the large mammals here and i mean not us like early like yeah but like indigenous people yeah just especially wiped the, out the large mammal there's not a lot of megafauna in general. large mammals including and, native mm, americans the uh well the native americans wiped them out they hunted them to, to extinction oh it was the native Americans. yeah the indigenous people oh okay. wiped out the large mammal population here like yes like mammoths that was our doing yeah that was humans huh. humans wiped mammoths out the mammoth last, population that was just age. like um yeah but we we hunted them to extinction yeah so i mean yeah. Right. Last ice age was males were around the last ice age, right? Yeah. So yeah, that yeah. That and they existed beyond it yeah. until we hunted them out. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that makes sense timeline wise. Humans have wiped out countless um, species of am- animals through hunting, mostly. Like the passenger pigeon. That was a, like those huge flocks up above uh, in the sky. Like there were almost billions of them. There's so many, and we killed them all just because they we could just we're hungry. Shoot uh it's because it's fun an obscure one the stellar sea cow we <laughs> killed the russian the russian whalers killed them all the russian whalers have you guys heard about the um they call it the whale jail something like that in russia no oh yeah there's we found that um through i don't know if it was satellite surveillance or, or just aircraft surveillance or what uh but i guess in russia they basically have these pens very small pens um, where they are keeping a whole bunch of whales captive that are like these on- are sea pens, right? Not just like 
like fenced in areas of like a parking lot that they just throw whales into right no they're like sea pens yeah there's like okay. a little bay and they have a whole bunch of pens in there hmm. there's all these whales in there like uh, orcas and belugas and all these whales that should not be kept there that are definitely endangered species and they're just keeping them because just to study and stuff no uh to sell to se- oh okay to sell to aquariums and zoos and things like that yeah. like uh, well, what's the one that got in trouble marine world um so there's a lot of people upset about that because they're not supposed to be there. And they're trying to negotiate their release. But the Russians are more inclined to just release them, just open the pens and let them swim away because that's the easiest for them because it's extremely expensive and time-consuming to actually relocate them. Right. But if they do that, they'll die. It's not their natural habitat, and they have mm. no idea how to survive. That's uh, like that's like me and my pet mouse that I let into the backyard. Yeah, it's just going to die. Into the woods and so, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if there's been any updates. I last checked on this a couple months ago, but last I saw they were it's trying like to negotiate their situation. release. Yeah, because we just found it this year. It's but, like, oh, we're keeping all these endangered species just thrown in these pens. Just like, thanks, Russia. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's so many, there's so many animals that we are, you know, cruel to in some way or another. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, it's just a matter of like how, because. There's obviously an argument to be made that we shouldn't keep animals for our entertainment, like in zoos and whatnot. Sure. Cause, I, think, I think it's a way to do it ethically, but... Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I've also... I, was, I think I was reading the beginning of the book, The Life of Pi. Mm-hmm. And in the that in like the first chapter or two, they talk about how... Um, and I don't know how true this is. Because I'm pretty sure it's like it's based on a true story. But the guy was At talking... Least inspired by something. Yeah. And he was he was making this point of like how zoos are actually way better habitats for animals and that people who actually, or yeah, yeah, can be because they don't have to worry about all these. uh, They don't have to worry about where their next meal is. They don't have to worry about defending their territory. They can just, they have their own place and then they can just chill. Right. Well, it used to be like, we used to just kind of like throw animals in cement boxes and be like, you know, put a piece of glass in front of it. And that was a zoo. And that like, some animals don't care. Some animals are, are too dumb to care. Like tapirs? Fuck tapirs. They don't. They <laughs> they have. They're in the wild. They're captive. Who cares? Yeah. Some animals don't care. But like we would keep chimpanzees just in concrete boxes, and they would they would go insane. They would start like you know, tearing themselves apart and rocking. You know, they would sit and rock back and forth for hours and not do anything else. And they would pull you know pull their flesh back until they were bleeding profusely. And then there was uh, what was her name Jane Foster? No. What's her name? Goodall. Jane, Jane Goodall. Goodall. Jane Foster is the character from Thor, isn't she? Yeah, Jane Goodall was um, well, she did all the research on chimpanzees, and then yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. got a lot of reform done in our zoos. So these more uh, more uh, emotionally and uh, intellectually capable creatures have better habitats now. But yeah. um, I wonder. Okay, if I wonder if it would be easier to integrate, like a gorilla into society than it would be to integrate a feral child into society. <laughs> Gorillas are interesting because they, they're way smarter than people understand. Um, and they basically just kind of like do their own thing, uh, because we don't want to disturb them. Uh, like there's, there's plenty in captivity, but in the wild, these gorillas, I was watching a video. There's a really, a really famous video. Uh, I think the BBC made, where this guy's going to meet some gorillas that are in the wild and they they'd met humans before humans have been studying them and whatnot. Mm-hmm. 
but these these creatures are in the wild they've never um they've never known anything else other than the wild and they just let people walk right up and just interact with them they play huh. with them like gorillas seem to understand that we are another creature like it, gorillas seem to understand that we are capable of, of relating to them of relating to them they seem to understand us as well as we understand well them. i mean there's also that because how many generations of gorillas have humans been interacting like that i don't know if people ever like hunted gorillas or i'm sure we did we we actually didn't discover gorillas very long ago they live so secluded out in the jungles that we didn't find them for a They're, long they time. They live in packs, though, right? They live like, in families. They yeah. have a very, very rigid family structure that they keep to. Huh. Very similar to ours, actually. What's what's that like? What, there's family, Their family structure? family structure, yeah. Where, where the mother and the kids are, are, are together as a unit. Oh, okay. And they, they stick together as a family unit rather than just... You know, a lot of times a mother will raise a child until they mature and then they'll go off. Yeah. But with gorillas, they stick together pretty much for life, I think. Oh, okay. So they stay together as a family unit. They take care of the, the elders and whatever. Yeah. They so stick that's kind of like, um, they do that in China too, <laughs> where, <laughs> where they just like stick with their family the whole, their whole life. Right. They'll have a family house instead of, you know, every, every family unit getting their own house. Like, okay. So when you come of age, you get, you start your own family, you move to a new house and then you just leave your parents to be lonely man um, we learned about this in my anthropology class all the different types of we were learning about marriage like the last day of class and there are different terms for different living conditions after you get married like there's a term for if you live with your father after you get married or if you live with your mother God, and things like that more, more words man yeah it's just a mess uh i can't remember the terms it's it went in my brain and out as soon as the test was over but um i mean most societies uh what the, i don't know i don't remember what they call it but most societies function in a way that after marriage you relocate to somewhere else other than where you used yeah. to live or you relocate elsewhere from your family it's just because you probably because you get bored probably <laughs> you just want to go it's, somewhere else um, that's why that's developed it's kind of like like in our modern society people leave the home usually uh to pursue careers Right. Right. Uh, or just to leave the house. Or to get away from their parents. Or just to get away. Well, I mean, because it's just, it's such a norm to not live with your parents your whole life. Right. It's it's what we do now. But um, it's really kind of like, it's kind of like when you marry someone and then relocate, it's kind of like just starting a new family every time. You know, there's family trees yeah. as far as bloodlines are concerned, but in, in, in modern society, there's very distinct individual families. Yes. You know, other cultures yeah. have very large families. Yeah, which I think is kind of cool. But the <clears throat> the other thing is that we also don't need to stick in such large families anymore because we're not fighting everything around but us. But it doesn't matter if we need to. Would it be? I think it would be cool. Man, I want the Ashley family compound where <laughs> we buy some land somewhere and we have multiple houses all like close to each other, but not like the same house, but like, you know. Right next to each other, you got like the, the Ashley family garden. You got like the Ashley family koi pond, right? It's like the community, the fam. Like you know, I have all this family throughout the country. We never see each other, right? Because yeah. it's such a big deal to all come together. Like, why is it, it'd be so cool if we just 
all had our houses next to each other. Yeah, I mean, I always think that it would be really cool if we, if, you know, we all, we all, because I love hanging out with family, you know, like relatives and stuff. Um, it's, there, There's always some, you know, crazy stuff that happens when family hangs out, right? Right. Um, and I, I always think that it would be really cool if we all live together, kind of like how people have for, you know, before. That's times. why. But at the same time, I, I'm kind of a hypocrite in that sense because I want to go do something that's completely different from what everyone else in my family wants to do. That's somewhere completely different. Right. Real fast while you're talking, Eli, can you look up, uh, I can't remember the exact terminology, look up like uh, Polynesian versus Eskimo. I can't remember. It's something structure, hierarchy structure, or whatever it is. Just look that up. <laughs> because nice. we, the majority of the world uses the Eskimo system. Huh. And the Polynesian system is more of like we're all one big family. Interesting way to... I understand okay. but why, exactly what, what you mean by that, having lived in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. yeah Hawaii is yeah, part of the Polynesian culture. <laughs> so in Hawaii, do people all like live together? More? It's all about the aunties and the uncles, man. They don't live together. But like... But everybody's always together. related, connected. Yeah, everyone's your aunt, everyone's your uncle. You're always having a giant barbecue in the park. Mm-hmm. It's always, everyone's you're your, always at like... Everyone's your cousin. Every, yeah, you're always at your cousin's birthday party. <laughs> um... Every Friday, it's your cousin's birthday party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I know what you mean by that. Mm-hmm. There's just a feel of like... like It's because it's like... Because a lot of people have... Like if they if their parents had three other siblings or two other siblings and their each of their parents had that many... Like, you know, two siblings and they all got married. They were talking about having, you know, uh, six if they all had three... Like 36... Like 35... If you had two siblings, you're like 33 cousins. Mm-hmm. I think that's quick math there. That makes sense. Like, yeah. Um, so you'd have like 33 cousins. And I probably, I have a lot. I don't know, like 15, like 10 cousins maybe. But there's all spread out, right? But if you're all in that same area, then you have that situation where it really is. Right. I only really know who my first cousins are. Yeah. Like the only ones mm-hmm. I know personally are my first cousins. I only know really first cousins, but still. Because that's close. Yeah. Well, yeah, but if you kind of live near each other, you probably might know your second. You might. How yeah. long have you guys' families lived here? Like when did your families immigrate? Um, my dad's side of the family came here when he was twelve. So like. Okay, and so they left their family. In Hawaii. In Hawaii. So it was like 1980. Uh, and then my mom's family. I don't know when they got here, but they've been here for a while, and pretty much the entire family. Is on Bainbridge Island and like Bremerton, right here, in Kitsap County. And you still like, only know your first cousins. I mean, I know who 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 my other cousins are, kind of, but I don't know them personally. Do very you have well. second cousins in the area? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Because I hang out with like a lot of my second cousins, and all my first cousins as well. Um. Yeah, I will say I haven't seen any of my actual. Well, I, I saw some of my cousins yesterday, but I didn't talk to them because they're super young. I have two cousins who are my own age, and the rest of them are super young first cousins. Mm-hmm. So I have two on my mom's side who are seven and seven and five, and I have yeah, they're super young, so I can't really interact with them. Alex is doing the eyebrow thing. This is the to we talk. need we need to move past this counting off our cousins. Uh. I was about to. I was about to start doing so, it. My closest cousin is uh, two thousand three hundred miles. Oh, yeah, I was about to do it. We need to move past this because <laughs> yeah. people don't want to listen to us counting our cousins. Um, no, not really. But what do you got, Eli? Did you find anything? Um, I'm looking at the. You wanted me to look at the Polynesian versus Eskimo family system. Yeah. 
Yeah, there is not a lot coming up in the stuff that is coming up. It's like huge paragraphs, and I'm just trying to... That's fine. I'll look it up later. Intermission. I'll look it up later. We can go find something else right now. But okay, but so your understanding of the my understanding of Eskimo versus Polynesian, just based on what we've talked about, is like the Eskimo system is kids grow up, then they leave, and then they have kids, and then those kids leave. It's and then it's the Polynesian. Like system. I think the Eskimo more. system is like even though I know nothing about this in actual theory, just Gary saying that I think Eskimo system is like you grow up, you go make your own igloo. Polynesian system, we all have a giant giant pavilion we live under and then we roast a pig and there's a bunch of naked cousins running around it all the time <laughs> i think those are the differences uh which one's more fun i don't know man obviously not kinship, the one where everyone kinship. is separated and cold to each other <laughs> separated and cold literally yeah ex- that's that's what's funny about that is that <laughs> um yeah um I'm just looking at the guitar, and I'm just thinking about how you're not supposed to have walnut on boats, even though that's not walnut there. I don't know why I just thought of it. That mm, that's pretty sick. That's what I'm thinking of right now. Also, it's I probably misled you because I think it actually is called just Hawaiian kinship. It is, yeah. Oh, not Polynesian. Just so Hawaiian. So I have a question though. So basically, I, yeah, I've, I've been learning about ethnicities and cultures i recently what did i learn i learned something about like mm, so mexicans i was always wondering if they were native americans or spaniards Spaniards. like i was wondering which one i don't remember what the answer is i think i figured it out (laughs) in one of the podcasts but then I, i forgot it or it wasn't answered completely anyway uh so where do Polynesians come from. So they came from Asia. South Asia. Right? South, South Asia, Asia at some point. When when was it? Like how long have they been? That's a tough one because... I think it's 800 years for Hawaii. 800? Might be wrong. It's it's around 1,000 years, I think, is when they started colonizing the Pacific. Okay. Um, so that's really when the Poly- Polynesian multiple island or multiple land... Oh, I don't know what the actual definition is, but you know, like multiple whatever. Many. Poly yeah. is many. Uh, I think when there are a lot of Nisians around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah many Nisians. Yeah. <laughs> I think, oh, what's the year? 1,200 years ago? Something like that? So um, They started colonizing? Something like that. But there's debate because there's a lot of evidence that says people arrived. It made it like, okay, so that the Polynesians are the earliest people that we know learned how to sail. Learn how to traverse the oceans. Okay. Like the Egyptians had boats. Uh, the, uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. What? How old though? Hmm? How old are we saying for the Polynesian? Thing? I want to say twelve hundred years. Twelve hundred? Yeah. Oh no. Uh, sailing's older than that. No, but like to traverse the ocean. Oh, for voyaging across. Yeah, voyaging yeah. across the Pacific Ocean. As far as we know, the earliest people to traverse, like, okay, the earliest recorded history is Egyptians. We know they had boats, for sure. Mm-hmm. That was five thousand years ago. But the earliest people to traverse the oceans, as far as we know, are the Polynesians. Wouldn't I believe about 1,200 okay. years ago. Hmm. I might be confusing my dates because there's a lot of them. Yeah. There are a lot of dates. What do you have, Eli? Uh, they started uh, migrating towards the Polynesian islands about uh, 1600 to 1200 BC. 
So, so okay, so three thousand to three thousand six hundred. Yeah. Wait, that was all. Yeah. So that was twelve hundred years before so two hundred years ago. Before two thousand years, years ago. ago. Yeah, that's what I meant. So if say about okay, regardless what it is, say three thousand. Um, that doesn't seem. So I uh, where. Okay, so three thousand years is enough time because I was thinking like what language does the Polynesian languages most resemble? What? What Asian language? What family of languages is the Polynesian languages from? Oh, I don't know. There's and, so many Polynesian languages. Are, like hundreds. But are they from the same family though? I think in our How modern similar are they in like? our modern the, the languages that have survived to modern day, I think the, the closest analog is Hawaiian, right? What do you mean? Hawaiian is is Hawaii was colonized by the Polynesians, right? And okay, so so Hawaiian if we're is probably Hawaiian. The... What Asian language did Hawaiian like sprout off of? Oh, I don't know. It's probably dead now. Yeah, I guess because yeah. everything would have split off and developed their own. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was asking. Hawaiian is so. very distinct. So I've been, I've been. We learned about this in uh, English this year that at some point people developed dictionaries. And that, as soon as we developed dictionaries, was the the moment that English wasn't phonetic anymore, because bef- up until the invention of the dictionary or the the first dictionary was written or popularized or whatever, we were all we're just spelling things based on how they sounded when we said them. So that's why we have weird words now in the dictionary or weird spellings. Leward is my favorite. Leward, <laughs> yeah. Um, it, that's just because, for the most part, we spell that people would spell words in the dictionary the way that they would say them. Mm -hmm. But then as we, as our pronunciations evolved, the spellings didn't evolve because now they're written in a book. That makes sense. And it's interesting, like um, how English is a lot, or a lot of languages lose components of their, uh, their phonetic alphabet. Um, Oh, like what, how do you say, a temporary bed that you lay on. Right, we don't have a word for that. What is that? Anymore. No, no, that's a word. Well, we don't use it. What is it called? It's a temporary bed. I don't know. We like don't so, use you it. unfold it. It starts with a C. Like a cot. A cot. Yeah. What do you do cot. when you when someone throws okay. a ball to you? You you caught. Oh, I see what you're going at. Yeah. Yeah. Cot. I thought you were talking about dead words, but yeah. Yeah. It's like caught and caught, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's not the same word. It's not. But since we spelled completely differently. Exactly. It's because we lost. Uh, the pronunciation. The A-U. Um, how do you, right. Yeah, how do you pronounce that? It's like, <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> That's like, it, there's, a, there's surveys about different like generations of Americans and asking older like Americans if the difference between those two words and they can have a distinct pronunciation between the two. Mm-hmm. Huh. But younger generations don't have that, tend not to have that Right, we're losing that. So, yeah, because like, how, but how do you get the G-H, like the A-U-G-H? So you can have so there's AU right which we don't know. Yeah. But then the GH too. I see cuz GH is everywhere but we don't ever pronounce it. I feel it. it was more like a huh. Gah. Huh. I'm going to say it's a gah. <laughs> That's my guess. my very I'll small get. amount I know about phonetics. I guess it was like a gah. I'm trying to think of another like, word where we do pronounce it. And then I wonder like, cuz we have so we have Cs and we have Xs. Somebody's phone, somebody's phone. I don't know. It was there. I it's heard gone it. now. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. Uh. So we have C's and we have X's, which I think there there may be another. Just like, what's the point of having X's? Like, uh, what do they do? 
And now? Now. Uh, I think it's a, it's just a relic. Yeah, but what? So I'm wondering. So L X, the way that we pronounce it is X, right? For the X. most part, or or it can be like X xylophone. Right? It can be a Z. It can be a Z, but okay, but Z. Yeah, Z. <laughs> but at some point, X must have meant something, right? Otherwise, we would just use K S. And same thing with C. Why do we have the letter C instead of K? Or S. Right, English is confusing that way it's, because, it, well, it's it's definitely something that English has done, and I'm, I'm fairly certain it's just an evolu- It's just a result of evolution over time, because English is an amalgamation of a bunch of different languages, right? Mm-hmm. As with a lot of languages are an amalgamation of a lot of different languages. Right? Y- yes and no. I mean. Like English is a Germanic language, right? As far as the letters we use, the characters we use, and the okay. structure, it's a Germanic language. Um, and most languages are Germanic languages now. Well, I can't say most, but uh, the most prevalent languages in the world are Germanic languages. English. Except for Mandarin and Spanish. Spanish is, yeah. It's a romance language. Yeah. Well, I guess I, I can't say most, but a lot of them are. Yeah. English is, for sure. Because most languages in the world are probably all in Africa, right? Most the majority of languages are in Africa. Africa. That is correct. Yeah. And those probably aren't Germanic. And it's an like, insane amount compared <laughs> to everywhere else. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you just look at English for the sake of this argument, it's uh, it's 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 uh, an amalgamation of a lot of different languages. And I have to imagine that it was just kind of one of those things where over time, because English conventions are so strange and bizarre, I have to imagine... It's just a result of people's use of words over time. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the natural development of language. Right? And, uh, yeah, I'm guessing some words and uh, pronunciations developed in in certain situations and other situations, other words developed, and eventually they merged, right? I know I have a perfect example. Like how you're talking about the pronunciation differences. Like you can pronounce C's in countless different ways, and with E's, right? Mm-hmm. I have to imagine that's just from different regions and different situations where those words developed and they kind of merged with other scenarios oh, and over time yeah, eventually it became what we know as modern english but even modern english there's so much variation it's 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 such a bizarre language because if you look at it in contrast yeah. with german german is so strict and specific every letter is pronounced distinctly right it's phonetic well um i guess uh but like you know how in here's a perfect example what's right the difference between most vowels in english What's the difference between an E and an I? Because they're it, there pronounced is, like exactly the same. That, depending that's what on I mean. Context, yeah. I don't think I said it very well, but I think probably different people use the English language differently, or use language differently, and eventually all merge into English. But like in German, I E is always pronounced E, and I E I is always pronounced I, right? S T E I N is always Stein. Hmm. It's always Stein, but in English, it could be either. Yeah, it could be anything. It's really frustrating. Yeah, I would hate having. I would hate trying to learn English. Yeah. It's just, it's, but okay, what is kind of cool though, it's like you read and like Alex was saying, like you see a lot of relics. It's just like how fast language can change. Because mm-hmm. it's only been a couple hundred years, I think, since we've had a standardized dictionary. 
It hasn't been very long. It hasn't been very long at all, and yet you can already see how much the language has evolved and changed. Just typing a text to your friend. It's like there's so much history. So much has changed in the way that we speak, in the way that we pronounce things, right? So right. it's just really cool to be able to see that difference. But, okay, I mean, night- so it's it's already changed this much. Give it, you know, double the time. So another few hundred years. Give it another thousand years. We're going to have to, like, create a new dictionary or something because... Well, they're always updating the dictionary every year. Do they change the spelling, spelling of words? Spelling of words, though. They, spelling, I don't know about spelling, but they remove words that are irrelevant. But we don't change spelling of words, though. But we do change the pronunciation. That's the issue, is that there's... That, that's the problem, yeah. Yeah. Because we add new words every thing. year. It's memory... It's purely memorization at this point it's not well there are phonetic pronunciations in the dictionary but if if everyone if no one respects that and nobody, everyone uses the cultural pronunciation, yeah nobody does anyways yeah so well, no I, one, think, I think yeah. this is kind of a mute point because there are defined phonetic pronunciations of words in the dictionary that most people disregard i'm saying should should the changing be should the spelling be changed i think it's i think it's shelled the spelling be changed? Shelled. No, I don't think so because there's Showed. so much variation in English already. Um, just look at the variation in this, in this in this nation, right? The Pacific Northwest accent and dialogue is probably the closest to to true. There's no such thing as true English because it changes so much. Um, but the closest to how words are actually represented in spelling, right? Okay, I wouldn't. I can't. I gotta. Like I have a, a thing on that. It's true. You, you ever watch a news broadcast? It doesn't matter where you are in the country. They always talk like we do here. Have you noticed that? I guess. Even yeah. if you're in the deep south, they're far. I mean, maybe more local stations would have local dialects. But yeah, like the majority of. But if you watch, yeah. you know, a local Fox broadcast in Atlanta, they still talk like we do here. Because we have the most neutral of the American accents. I feel like that that's a really weird concept because I feel like that would be completely subjective. It is. Because like someone in the South who has that, you know, really heavy accent, they're going to be like, I have the most neutral. Theirs is fucking weird. Well, it's a difference between what's neutral and what is familiar. Well, because this is familiar to us. We have the least abnormal inflections on words well to us it, no no no, no. objective no this is actually an objective thing <laughs> okay this is actually what, so now, what's the comparison though what's the comparison there's a great video um act the f- accents or how people talk in 50 different states that i watch i can't remember who makes it unfortunately um but the guy points out like okay for some reason some people here say worse worse that's the weirdest thing we do worse you ever heard that washington Worshing. I have to wash my hands, or wash wash my hands. I've never heard that. That's, or I might have heard. Yeah, I've, I've heard of that. My grandfather says wash, but um, that's probably the strangest thing we do. But if you look at a lot of different, okay, look at a Boston accent, right? Oh, I see. Because they change. Yeah. Okay. So they vary. There, there's well, a lot of variation from the actual spelling. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So if you look at yeah, the hey, dictionary. I'm trying to get a glass of water out here. That's that's more Cockney. Uh. Yeah, I was gonna say. But like, okay, uh, I'm talking about as far Whoa. as you can look at the yeah. phonetic 
like I was talking about, there's phonetic definitions in the dictionary. And I think the Pacific Northwest accent is the truest to the phonetic pronunciations. All right. Because if you look at like a Boston accent, if you look at the word like off, how they pronounce their O's, they say like off, off, they kind of round syllables strangely off coffee, you know, cockies. They don't enunciate (laughs) things, cockies, you know, but here we do. Yeah. More consistently than other parts of the country. And yeah, I think that's the simplest I can sum it up is we have the closest pronunciation to the phonetic definitions of words. Yeah. Hmm. I, I wonder how much an accent can change. Like uh, how much how easy it is to uh, learn new accents or like actually adopt new accents to be like your. I think. I don't know. It's strange because yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I'm reading about Pacific Northwest uh, language things right now. Mm-hmm. And one of the things it's saying is uh, there's a lot um, for valves. It's a lot more distinct. The cot versus cot is something that's distinct here usually. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking about that. The cot. Cot versus cot. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Cots versus caught. Um, I have to think about it. It's bad. Um, Wait, so it's so there's a little bit more of an A. You caught. I caught the ball, and there's a cot. Mm-hmm. Which, caught, even though it doesn't make any caught. sense, because that's more of an A on the one that doesn't even have an A in it. Um, caught. But it's it was through the thing saying that caught. Bill Gates famously in one minute said 16 words and that dropped the G dropped that a G in it that were that was dropped. Like, mm-hmm. and I was just thinking like right now, like there's a lot of words. Like I was first thing I thought was Georgia. Right. Um, there's two G's in it. George, right. Georgia. No, there's not. I'm stupid. Georgia has two Georgia? G's. Yeah. Two G's. I just forget the second one. Georgia also has an E that's never pronounced. Yeah. Um, it's Georgia. If you really enunciate the other words, some G's. Um, but I don't even know what like the actual pronunciation of most of our vowels are. Or another, I know another Pacific West. Well, They've been one, defined, but most people like don't use them. Egg versus egg. Wait, what was the first word? Egg versus egg. Egg, 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 egg. It's egg, but it's egg. I say egg with an A. Egg, right? Egg, egg. Uh-huh. Most egg. people do. Think about. Um, how do you say M I L K? How would you say that? Milk. 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 A lot of people say milk. 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 No, but that's one. <laughs> I definitely know the Pacific Northwest one is the egg. Um, or tent versus tent. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, there's I don't know. There's a lot of little ones. We have distinct differences or we have distinct we we have there we have distinct ways that we pronounce words for sure mm-hmm. unique ways but it's the, i think it's just the closest the truest to okay not, yeah yeah i think no that, it's certainly a distinct uh dialect not dialect i keep using the word dialect but well it is dialect it is a dialect, it is dialect yeah. yeah um i think my favorite story evolving anything gooey duck about di- gooey duck about dialects is uh so how does how do people in britain say ass Say arse, arse mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and it comes from. Let me make sure I get this right. So it comes from, uh, back pre-industrial revolution, um, America. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, uh, in America, like in the cities, 
Um, you people would say um, arse still, um, but in the country, people moved like towards ass, and then with horse, they would say hose, like more towards hose, mm-hmm. and they would drop that R before the S. And then when all the all the country folks started moving into the city during the Industrial Revolution in America, arse was lost and ass be, was brought in. Mm. But in other English speaking areas, like I, um, that didn't happen. It's kind of interesting. So yeah, languages can evolve very quickly. So ass and horse traded ours. No, it's <laughs> that there was other words like that. That horse was another word with is it RS, but we have horse still. But in their culture of that that country dialect, horse, horse lost its R, horse, as well as ass. Yeah, uh, languages can but change very quickly. Ass doesn't have an R. Arse is how you it's arse. Arse with an R. That's the that's the original. That's the word. original spelling. And mo- yeah. Most Brits so still so they it. did change the spelling then. The spelling is changed. Yes. Yeah. So they will change things. But maybe mm-hmm. it actually maybe it has two interesting and maybe it has two inter entries. I was just thinking that Eli. Look it up. This is important. Get a dictionary. Jamie. 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 Look that up. <laughs> um, uh, I was just thinking about how. I don't know if this has been defunct yet or not, but how one of the leading theories as to how the Australian accent came about was isolation and heavy drinking. Yeah, I've heard of that. And that makes such a genuine amount of sense. But how just little things. I don't know like about that. The, like, so, so obviously Australians would have developed a different accent because they were just because isolation, mm-hmm. right? So if you're isolated, you're gonna have a different accent. So the theory is that the reason that the accent is how it is is because they all got drunk so much that's one of the theories because nobody really knows i mean because i would think it would just be isolation but i could i could see how well isolation leads towards creating a new dialect correct except for the fact that there is there are indigenous people of australia Mm -hmm. and there are because the english-speaking australians the modern australians originated legitimately from uh, British prisoners that were sent there. Mm, a lot yeah. of a lot of like Irish is kind of interesting. Like it's a story for another, but the Finians Society is a pretty interesting story. Yeah. Um. So they obviously spoke English, right? British English, mm-hmm. and over time, yeah, it would have changed, just like how the American accent changed. But there is no one American accent. How American accents yeah, evolved yeah. from British accents, but just one of the theories as to why it's the way it is. Is, is because of heavy drinking. Not drinking. just that, because it would have changed into something. Yeah. But the theory for why it is the way it is is because, yeah. Anyways, uh, as far as the indigenous people of Australia, their accent, their language is based on not word order, but inflection. So they mm-hmm. speak sentences completely out of order. It can't be translated into English like we would, mm-hmm. but it's based on the inflection they put on words, what it means. Mm. Oh, yep. It's like Chinese. Um, it's ma and ma mm. are it's mom and horse. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's super weird. <laughs> well, Tonal yeah. languages, man, are my favorite. I learned yeah. about um, I think what what's called pinyin. I think is, or the, yeah, I think it's pinyin is uh, it's it's a like a, the phonetic system that we use to translate Chinese. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna read something and pronounce it like Chinese person would, there's like. There's a lot. There's like curves or lines, like diagonal lines, or we, yeah. Depending on the yeah the inflection, the pitch, 
We don't actually word. know how, how to pronounce Beijing in English. We don't. Beijing <laughs> is only the closest approximation we have. It used to be called Peking. Peking. We used yeah. to, the capital of China. Yeah. Used Same. to be called Peking. Because that was, like, that was a, as far as we could tell, the closest English approximation to how they pronounce it in Chinese. Hmm. But we changed it in our definition to be Beijing, even though the name in Chinese stayed the same. So we pronounce it entirely differently. How do they pronounce it in China? I don't know. We don't have an approximation for it. Well, we do. We, we can't translate it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's really interesting. I think, it'd be, I think it'd be fun if you could like <laughs> upgrade your English, like get some more letters. Like, imagine if they just imagine if I don't know some whoever's in charge of language, just like I mean it's it's us right we're in charge of the language we're in charge of there is or maybe like some colleges or something. we can bring back like the certain phonetics of letters that have been lost yeah that's or yeah or add because we know what a lot of these letters sound of like because we can see other languages that still use them um I can get examples. Right. I was going to say there is a proposal for a universal language. There is a... Uh, Esper, is it Espero? Esperanto. 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 I, I don't know how I feel about that one. You know, it's, Well, no one learned it. That's the problem. But it exists. There's third generation Esperanto speakers right now, fun fact. Not that it's a problem. Esperanto not- is like, it's one of, I think the, what is it? Six uh, official languages of the UN. But there's so few people who actually speak it. I don't necessarily like the idea of a universal language because... It kills of, culture. I was going to say because of cultural implica- implications, yeah. Well, yeah, it could, it could kill culture and it kills different like ways of thinking that are outside of... Because I think different languages probably uh, just because of the words and... Gra- I don't know. It, it must make you think differently somehow. I think for as far as... Uh, complex thought, yeah, but as far as emotional and uh, things like that, it's all the same. Yeah, because yeah, we're all, yeah, hu- yeah, we're, all yeah. we're all humans, but I think it's Eli's phone. It's some no, it's Alex's phone. It's Alex's phone. It's one hundred percent your phone. Okay. Uh, On your armrest, there, it's okay. too close. Um. Well, I, I maybe it'd be interesting looking at like certain languages and their word order, like, um, like uh, because um, the thing I th- I'm thinking of right now is like. And I'm trying to remember my German stuff, like having Gern at the end of a sentence, right? Oh, uh-huh. like having the this thing I like it at the end, kind of changes the instead of like an English like putting I like this, right? You know, maybe you think if you're German, you think in the way of that thing. Yes, it makes me happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the way they think like that. Um, this thing instead of instead of um pronouncing like. Um, this is a thing I like. It's that thing I like, right? Yeah. Maybe your your mindset's different that way. For yeah. sure, there's a difference there. Or, but oh, like the way you experience things. Like, yeah. Was yeah. that something I liked? Like perception. Yeah, it was something of, I liked. That'd be interesting. We need Ab- to have. A, we need to get a polyglot on the show. <laughs> Absolutely, there's a difference in that sense. But there, humans are also capable of unconscious thought and conscious thought. You know. Yeah, well, I mean, that goes back to the whole, like, feral person thing, right? No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not at all. Not in my mind, anyways. You can explain okay. what you're going to say. I was just going to say, because there's times where you think in words and sentences. There's other times where you just, it's... it's it's um Impulse. Yeah, impulse. But, because um, this guy, the, like, the feral wolf kid that they found, mm-hmm. he, like, 
apparently they said that he was like he was really uh what was the word they used i mean he was like he was like clever but he couldn't he just he was like an idiot he was like he couldn't interact with people he was just so like dumb to everyone else but he could figure out some stuff he was like smarter than some people in he's smarter than most people in like certain aspects like he could figure out certain things better than most people could um well he's lacking social intelligence yeah and there we are we're back to different kinds of intelligence yeah <laughs> yeah because there's certainly a difference between you know somebody might be great at problem solving but a horrible communicator somebody that's m- autism right not that's inherently. the engineering mindset is that, what that is yeah autism no what, not inherently no i'm kidding exactly inherently. you can just be bad at communicating and not have a disability you can just be bad yeah. at it <laughs> <laughs> well i mean when does it become a disability though i don't know when there's some naturally but then it's still not oh. ah okay okay it's so hey, bad Alex, that i it... think gary's on the spectrum you're so bad i'm certainly that on a spectrum you. i don't know which one Everyone, I, I think I've established this before that every man has autism in their own way. Pretty much, yeah. Um, I like I like what you said in the in one podcast that we did. You talked the male about autism. The male autism. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. certain autism which is being male, where you have a pile of things and no one else knows your pile, but you know it to like the back of your hand because it's your pile and there's a system to your madness. There are many piles, right. but this one is mine. Yeah, yeah. And it makes sense <laughs> to you. I can understand that. Yeah. But as to where, yeah, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I don't think it's a disability to be bad at communicating inherently. Well, it just depends on your definition of a di- well, d- a disability it could be anything, right? This is one of those things where we, we have defined human terms that have very vague meanings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe if we spoke a different language, we would be thinking about this all differently. No, we wouldn't, because we'd have a different. Maybe we would word but... that had different meaning that we could. Well, okay. Some people define words for really. You know what, though? The th- interesting thing is, like, if you were speaking a different language that had a different, a word that described something, or several words that described something, like, things similar to whatever we were just talking about. Um, disabilities? <laughs> disabilities. So if they had, like, several different words, you know, meaning different, like, kinds or different, uh, you know, different definitions those probably would have advanced because people use those people needed a a use for those terms right or people had a use so they developed those terms to fill in that right Whether it's because it was being studied or something like that but they would have these other terms so if those became common then people are going to think about disabilities in different ways maybe yeah, different yeah words i yeah i i see that i can understand that i just think in this one one particular instant it's something that's too vague for even a difference in vocabulary to i guess define so, yeah. effectively yeah. in certain some situations certainly germans have a word for the feeling of walking through the forest and being overwhelmed by the beauty of nature yes they have do one they have, word do they have a that. word that describes walking next to a river during the summer at nightfall i'm sure twilight? they do because that's what i want i want that word the word that describes taking a walk around twilight during the summer and there's water nearby because that is the most amazing feeling in the world to me right this is a simpler one because basically all the germans do is just mash a bunch of words together in the one long one 
mm-hmm. and we just use individual words to describe a feeling. Compound words. Yeah, yeah. they have a, the Germans compound have, nouns. This is slightly different, but it exists. Because our compound words are usually like two words. Yeah, there is a like. Just keep on adding. Yeah, there's well, no. There's like not really because you can look at a really complicated word and then just break down the individual words within yeah. within it and understand an entire concept legislation uh regulating the selling of beef in the eu <laughs> yeah man stuff like Sad, that yeah stuff like that yeah. yeah yeah they just make new words so it's weird but they also have they have other words that are not compound words that we don't have a word for like beach's favorite word schadenfreude mm-hmm. the feeling or in the enjoyment of another one's pain or misfortune we don't have a word for that in english wait what is it schadenfreude, schadenfreude. Okay. They have one word to describe that, but we don't. Uh, I think English. I've used that word before. Perhaps you have, yeah. And I'm, I'm not like I'm not kidding. I think I've used that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah that's a pretty common word. Feel it is, but I've it's never. just an example. What's a uh, awkward last piece of food? On Stunstuck? Oh, I don't know. Awkward it's, last piece of food. Yeah, it's like. Oh, he, people trying to decide because no, yeah, it needs to be like he's got to eat it, man. He's got to eat it. Someone has to just do it. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be you because you thought of it. Yeah. That's how that works. Mm. That's weird that that's a uh, that's a characteristic of the German language to create words to describe feelings or situations. Yeah, we don't have that. We don't much. do that at all. No. I mean, we'll have like general things like lonely or t- like tired or isolated, but not like the feeling of being lonely because this and this and this. Yeah, not like yeah. obscure. Ooh, obscure. Atlas of Obscure Sorrows. Exactly. Oh uh, yeah, we do have uh, like we do we have do that. have some words, some words those, of like. <laughs> but those are different. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What was the one that we were talking about in the very first podcast, like Nighthawk or something like that? Uh, yes. So Nighthawk is the thing that like the, the thought that keeps coming back at oh, night. Oh, that keeps that, like, you awake at night. You. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Mine last night was that feral feral child. child. That's slightly different though. That's like no, it, yeah, it's, it's slightly different. Well, that was just more Nighthawk was more about like existential terror yeah and it coming back to you whenever you try to close your eyes i um, guess i guess we do no 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 no, no no but like certain we have certain words to describe. Yeah, but i'm saying and no one i think u- but no one uses i those. think alice yeah. obscure sorrow yeah. is trying i think they're trying to emulate that do yeah. those have those words they're all just a bunch of like but they're all like high school german students yeah <laughs> i like what you like, said though so that cool. even though they exist nobody uses them in english mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah that's probably the biggest thing that's the, the biggest difference even if they do exist they're not part of our vocabulary at all yeah would we should you know okay so we have we're gonna have a podcast we've come up with a bunch of different podcast ideas together i don't remember what i know we had one about not understanding women right so interviewing <laughs> women yeah we have yeah. to interview a woman to understand yeah um this <laughs> a woman not a girl a woman a woman a woman okay and then but we had a, we had some more we had some other podcast ideas um well you want to do one outside mouth sounds Mouth sounds. That was one that we were gonna do. Alex really wanted to do that one. Yeah, you guys can talk about that one. <laughs> and then the um, roaming one. I think the next one that we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna try to uh, uh, appropriate that dictionary into people's basic vocabularies. Mm. So we're gonna explain. We're gonna have stories. So like the you know the whole like memorization technique of visualization. Mm-hmm. Um, is it like that's how the best like the best memorizers people who memorize the most stuff they just have like visualizations of stuff so we could do that in just like short anecdotes the entire podcast about the words in that dictionary yeah, it's like close your eyes now I'll tell you a little story about 
about uh, this time. It's a time you've probably also experienced where you've laid after a long day uh, in a dark room and close your eyes just to find that you're more awake than ever. Yeah, and, like go through it. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's your a cool experience. Concept, yeah. Nighthawk. Nighthawk. Uh, <laughs> we need. A, we definitely need a a sound, an audio cue for that one, where when you reveal the term, there's like a something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Something I've been. I want to do now is I want to find like certain words that have lost their true phoneticity. That's probably not the way you say it, but that's the way I'm gonna say it. Uh, <laughs> like, like knife. Kniv, and to start saying that, but people know that one, right? But like, gnat. I want to start getting saying gnat. What's gnat? Gnat. Like oh, the fly. Like the gnat. bug. Yeah, the little bug. Gnat. Mm. Uh, have you guys gnat. noticed like gnats would just stay in one spot, like in the morning? It's probably dead. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They yeah, live yeah. for like what? Thirty hours and then they die. Twenty-four. I don't know. I they, don't know but, they live for like less than a day. But, and then no, they die. you'll see. You'll see one group of gnats that's there the entire day. Like you, like at a campsite or something, mm-hmm. or just outside your house. There's a group of gnats there in the morning, in the afternoon, and in the evening, in the middle of the night. They're still there. They're always there. Mm. It's like they just have a colony, but there's no actual colony. It's just in the in the air that's just like their spot right Which Man, is, i don't know that's that's weird you see a fly flying around and to you that fly has always existed right but no to the fly you've always existed no 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 like you see that fly right into that fly to you that fly has been around for forever what and then it's gonna be dead by the next day to you it's every other fly i've ever seen Huh? It's almost like it's every other fly I've ever seen is that fly. Like you don't. Well, you don't distinguish between the yeah. two of them. But it's just kind of like you imagine that that fly has been around for forever. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's, it's probably less than a day old. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, just because it's like bigger. Just because no, because you just assume that it's been around. Yeah. We're on a different time scale. You're like you're on yeah. a time scale when you see a tree. Like oh, that tree's been here for a long time, right? You see, it, but you see the you see a, a fly. You, know, you just assume it's been around for a while now, but. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Or like you see... Like these mosquitoes are always there. They're like, that's what they do. But Yeah. yeah. Or if you see a fly in your room, right? It's like, you, oh, that was the same fly that... Oh, there's my windowsill. Nope, that's not the same fly. Yeah. Or, or I just, understand what you're saying. Just know it's going to be dead by the next day. Yeah. It's weird. I get it with dragonflies. When I see dragonflies, I'm like, bruh. Bruh. That's right. That dragonfly was just born today. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, man. Or like it's the opposite, like you said, with trees. You see a tree, it's like oh, that tree's been here for a long time. You can't even quite fathom the fact that the tree's okay, been here for that's like of sorry, years. that's okay. That's the second time that we've um, talked about old trees. So I really want to like, I really want to tell you guys about some of my favorite old. trees. I want to tell you about some of my favorite old trees. <laughs> Let me tell you about. <laughs> No, like there's this uh, there's this picture at the museum at Parsons where uh, of this group right from like a hundred and like two like hundred years ago right, and that stump's still there today, mm-hmm. and it just blows my mind whenever I see that stump and I think of that picture, that how far removed we are from those people, but that stump still is there, and like it's not even like it's like not even like okay well like you can see something well look at that rock that rock's in an old picture too right but it's like well the stump rots away right but it's right. still that but it hasn't 
a rock isn't. Uh, it's a living creature. That's or it was thing. living. It's it's a dead. It's an organic stump now. creature. Oh. Well, actually, it's a nursery log now. But mm-hmm. uh, well, okay. Here's in relation to humans. What's kind of crazy? In relation to most creatures, the human lifespan is really long, like really long. Mm-hmm. In relation to the the world, even just our Earth, it's extremely short. Right. You're here for a blink of an eye, and then you're gone. Here's something I heard when listening to the. Did you guys finish the Joe Rogan podcast with um, Bernie Sanders? Yeah, no. I listened to it. No, he. The fact I don't know. I'm I'm willing to bet that the statistic is accurate, but I haven't looked at it myself. He said that last year the human lifespan actually went down. The average yeah, I've human heard lifespan. That before. I'm guessing that's true, but he said that was due to suicide, and that seems reasonable. That's crazy. Wow. The human life expectancy decreased. I thought it was due to heart disease is what I heard. Or is it heart disease? Well, I don't know what he said in that podcast. I think in the, heard, in the heart... I've heard the same statistic and the causal was... Heart disease, disease would make more sense. What? Yeah. But at the same time... Well, the thing is, like, suicides are going to lower the average fast. Mm-hmm. Like That's more, true. Most more most suicides are at younger so. ages and heart disease will affect humans. Yeah. That, yeah. So I don't know what the true cause is, but the simple fact that the human quality of life is constantly increasing. That's not true. Supposedly it's down actually. I've heard that it's it's moved down. But it's How also so? like well, it's okay. just, but like who's who uses the metrics and what metrics are they basing it off of? Right. It's yeah, it's actually not that. It's not a good way. It's kind of an objective statistic. It's yeah. So But even shouldn't trust that. No, you shouldn't trust it, but even if any of them show a downward trend while our 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 medicine and technology is constantly increasing in quality. Well, especially in America, we don't really focus on preventative medicines as much as we focus on like what like treating actual conditions that you have. Yeah. Right? You're not like, "Oh, I'm going to I'm going to take all of this so that I mean, I think cancer, I think the prevention of cancer is like is pretty prevalent. Like people are kind of thinking about that. Mm-hmm. But it's still not like that doesn't dominate how we eat doesn't dominate how we exercise if you want if you're exercising you're exercising because you know uh you want to be healthy quote right there's no which really means you're trying to attract mates yeah (laughs) yeah i mean that would probably be the the biggest reason yes Um, probably it does have other benefits no but that's the the associated benefit is you're trying yeah. to look good for other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Some but, people just but, get addicted. Man. Yeah, I mean, because it, it can be a lot of fun, right? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people do it just because it's fun, exercising, whatever. But my point is that most people don't do it because they want to prevent conditions when they're older. Man, the no. I don't think that's why mm. most people exercise. I don't think that's if you look at the people that exercise. I, I would I'm gonna guess the biggest reasons the two biggest reasons are one to attract other people and two to feel good about yourself in the now. Yeah, it's not right. to plan ahead. The average person does not. Oh, think yeah, about it, their like future well, especially because kill their backs doing weightlifting if they don't know what they're doing. If, we we yeah, know proper ways to do it, but most yeah, people don't. Yeah, but but if you go to the gym, you know. You don't want to. You don't want to pay for a personal trainer because you paid for the gym membership, mm-hmm. right? So you go to the gym and you just start lifting weights, and then by the time you get to your fifties, you're like, I can't walk. Yeah. Well, exercise <laughs> is kind of. It doesn't matter how much exercising you do now to prepare for later if you're not exercising later, because your body will revert back to, whatever it needs to based on your your current activities. 
mm. very quickly within a matter of days your body will change you know yeah your muscles will atrophate really quickly you know so even if you're incredibly healthy as a youth it doesn't matter a couple of years down the road if you stop yeah so because well, then there are all those there are a lot of recovery stories of people too who weren't very healthy and then they've yeah it goes both ways yeah but what i'm saying is it's kind of hard to it's kind of impossible to exercise for your future health it's kind of only bound to your present health yeah yeah because unless you're you always if you want to be healthy you always you have to exercise you okay. can't exercise in th- advance okay i think let's let's talk about diet which is i, I, I oh guess we just similar. skipped over my the best but. potential topic we've ever had for me which is trees old trees man. <laughs> i was so excited for old trees dude if we, we can come back from our intermission uh, and talk about trees man <laughs> that could be okay alex will give this one the, well no i want to talk about old trees too but let's yeah we could do it after the intermission we'll spin it to alex after can, intermission to get him going again I mean, we're about an hour and 15. Let's keep going. I'm ready to keep going. Dude, let's okay. go for another 15 or so. I got to go to the bathroom eventually. Okay. Me too, eventually. 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 Um, what we were going to talk about, I think, diet as far as like prevention for... Diet's the same thing, though. It is It's. It is the same thing. But, um, but I know because there's a lot of... The thing is, once you get like... Well, it's similar, but the, I mean, it's this, it's true with both of them, right? There are certain conditions that, is that a phone? No, it's not a phone. It's something oh, else. Oh, it's this. I don't know. You're talking about that high pitched? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I, it's know. not a phone. I don't know. Anyway, um, but uh, it yeah, it's kind phone. of the same thing where, uh, like there's certain diseases and certain or certain conditions you get um just based on not taking care of yourself well enough right but we don't focus so much on how to get that to not happen yeah i guess exercise could help in some scenarios but as an overall health thing well what are the things that people are saying man diet's such a weird thing because there's so many there everyone's saying something different and it's different for everyone. I was going to say diets are subjective. It's so so subjective. But as far as like we're doing research into cancer and like, you know, heart conditions and whatever, like all the, you know, the, the things that are diabetes, the things that are like the big killers of now because we're so, you know, we're advanced that we can live old enough where our body starts to see wear. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a, people are trying to figure out what that is. And a lot of it people are saying is like inflammation. And then there's like there's a few other ones um, people are talking about. People really focus on cancer though, and if you look at it statistically, heart disease is much. Oh, more heart diseases are cancer. epidemic. It's a modern mm-hmm. epidemic. Yeah, but it's it's not what's focused on, and that's really no. sad. And it's like a lot of stuff, and it's like. I think it's because cancer has the ability to kill otherwise healthy people. It's it sneaks up on you. Yeah, cancer can kill. You can be completely healthy in every other regard. Yeah, because be you can go cancer. around and be like that. That guy there, look at him pounding down twelve aduli sausages in the red sauce. In yeah, the his heart's about to. It's gonna go out in a year or two. I guarantee it. Right? Yeah. 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 You see it coming, mm. but heart disease can affect healthy people too. I know, but, but for, you know, for a lot of the cases, you can see it coming. There's definitely a correlation between 
lifestyle. And you got I'll, Mr. Joe yeah. Boschi over there getting <laughs> third. Well, okay. And then also... <laughs> I love this example. Just because there's... um, Because cancer is like, can affect people or is more likely to affect people who are otherwise healthy, healthy you get a lot of like... <laughs> you get a lot of people um, that are really healthy talking about cancer or like who have cancer talking about it. Hmm. So then it it becomes more serious if someone who's like, oh, they're obviously taking care of themselves, and they stop to, and they stop to deal with cancer. Right. So, I I do agree with Bernie Sanders and a lot of other politicians that the healthcare system in the United States is kind of broken. Like our healthcare system is really archaic in this nation. I don't agree with their their plan to fix it, but yeah, I agree with them that there's a problem. Yeah, that's the thing. Absolutely, yeah. I think I see the problem as that you have to have insurance mm-hmm. because if you don't, things will get paid for. But insurance will always pay the bill, but the bill will always keep on going up because insurance will pay for it. Yeah, there's, yeah, the solution, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a problem. Or it's the same thing with, it's the exact same situation with college tuition prices, mm-hmm. right? It's like, oh, tuition prices are getting out of hand. Let's introduce financial aid. Oh, that covers the bill. But the price oh, can go now up. now colleges are raising the price because... Because it covers the bill. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's not a good solution to the problem either. Uh, but just in terms of... I think we could have progressed a lot more with medicine in the, you know, in the past century than we have. Well, there's that, you know, there's that conspiracy theory that the, the pharmaceuticals have already developed the cure for cancer, but they're just trying to make money off us so they don't release it to the public. Mm, I don't. Why I think, would you sell? Yeah, you'd sell yourself out of your business, right? It's like that's you know, the problem. It's is like that you can't it have is a business. The police right? can never, the police can never have a city with zero crime because they don't have to dissolve themselves. Yeah, or they cannot dissolve themselves, but it's, they couldn't wager the budget that they had before when there was crime. And that's right. one of the big motivations for like, uh, what what's it, what's it, universal health care? Mm-hmm. Because then it's not a business anymore. So right. act, but then there's also not as much motivation to develop new things. And then right. there's no Right. There's no incentive. There's no incentive. And then financial also anyways. there's no uh as far as like responsibility for your own health, it doesn't really matter because you just go to the doctors and get Right. You know, to get speak your prescriptions, whatever. Is that rewards for being healthy? To speak to yeah. that, I don't think they have this I don't think they have a cure for cancer yet. Because <laughs> Even okay. if they did have it, even if they didn't want to make it public av- publicly available, they would try and sell it. There's some people though. There's a couple like politicians and celebrities out there that just kind of like had cancer real bad and then just survived. Yeah. Like, um, well, oh, let me think. Oh, God damn. I just I was listening to this yesterday. I can't remember the name, so I don't. I feel stupid now. Well, regardless of that, I don't know. Because I'm not part of big pharma, but I think it is a problem. But universal healthcare is not the solution, at least not in the way it's being proposed right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, like, you look at people, like, okay, they always compare the U.S. health system to the Canadian healthcare system, and the Canadian healthcare system is a socialized medical system where you go to a doctor, the doctor fixes you, and it costs you nothing. And if you look at the quality of the healthcare up there, it's the same or better, right? 
but the doctors have no say in the matter, right? The doctors get the short end of the stick. The doctors, somebody gets the short, somebody always gets the short end of the stick. And it's, yeah. And there's still a cost of taxpayers. And it's just, it's not a perfect solution. I don't even think it's a better solution than what we have now. I think we could find a better solution, but I don't know what it is. Well, I mean, also, don't, it, it, isn't there a lot of problems with um, wait times? I don't think so. Clinics up there? I think, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But I don't think it's as big of a problem as people try and argue that it is. I think, I think um, people who are against the notion of universal healthcare argue that point a lot. They argue the quality. And I think okay. those points are overly exaggerated. So this is getting really fun now because this is the second time that we've talked about politics on this podcast now. So happy second anniversary of politics, guys. Should we do like a round of cheering and confetti and applause yay alex you weren't here for the last one that's why you don't see second time talking we're barely politics. talking politics well we are a little bit uh, well, still, the thing is i it's going in that direction yeah i'm still trying to be objective about it though i'm not taking a stance yeah. other than what i see generally yeah but I, i'm this is the second time and so, but in a row because the last time yeah. that you were here we talked about politics as well mm-hmm. so i feel like there's something happening or that we need to like try to swim swim away from so i think we're gonna take an intermission so gary can pee and we can did i ask you guys about get ready about get ready to talk about old trees did i ask you guys about whether or not you thought we were at a point where government is unnecessary uh, i don't know if that. you asked me that i've had that question be asked to me before by other people i so. think i asked somebody else that what's the uh what's the incentive what's the reasoning behind that government has it's kind of like if you look at why governments were established in the first place let's look at democratic governments right okay. they were a, a, an outlet to facilitate protection primarily military as well as um domestically like fire and police and things like that it was viewed as a necessity to organize and to um, structure things. What I mean is uh, it's like a necessary evil, right? People have to govern themselves in order to protect ourselves, whether from other people or outside, whether from our own people or outside threats. So we have the concept of government down. So what's the idea behind getting rid of government or how is that? gonna play out i don't know all the details and i don't i definitely don't think we're there yet but it kind of seems to me like we're moving in that direction where government is because government initially was supposed to be it's it's hard in this country because this country is so big because we don't have a true democracy we have a democratic republic right because we have to elect people to represent us because we can't but Direct. how much say do we really have in our representatives? A lot more people realize. What do you mean? Well, because isn't isn't like a, they people go through this big system and they get elected by other government officials before it's our chance to vote. By the time we have, by the time we can vote, we can only vote for like a handful of options. It's a it's a failure of our government 
that things like that exist. The Republican National Convention, the Democratic National Convention, horrible, horrible failures of democracy, in my opinion. There should be no group other than the people that dictates who is allowed to be president, but they do. Right. Right. They determine who's on the debate stage. They determine who's on the ballot. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah, that's, because that's, it's, it's, it's an established institution that's a, that we say that someone at some point said this is who does it. No, so here's yeah, what, and I, we don't get the choice. To, that's an absolute failure. And we don't our, get the choice to say, you know. Yeah, yeah well, regardless of who created it or why it exists, it's a failure yeah. of our ability to govern ourselves. And politics be so much cooler, man. I got okay. Pretty much, I'm I'm steering away from like actual stuff that actually matters, and I'm coming in with a fun politics idea okay all right let hit it alex so okay people like new things right like new stuff's cool yeah right? new stuff's always better like, than old stuff. new balance we got a new county we got a new state right yeah people That's 1952 cool. probably like, yeah Woo! hawaii let's see it new yeah. state oh boy right we got 50 states but now we're at the point where it's like uh let's not add any more states puerto rico we're sorry the flag looks good right now with 50 stars <laughs> we can't add we can't do 51 that's just think about how many flags we're gonna have to replace yeah yeah yeah. well but you know, it'd be cool though it's a little compromise let's shake up the states a little bit okay so we're going oh, i was going with i went to, I went to bend right yeah. well but then you still you're getting more stars there so i went to bend right take the border and that runs west to east Take, take the border that runs horizontally between Washington and Oregon and mm-hmm. make it vertical. Ooh. That actually probably makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That would make sense because I think yeah. the two west, the west side of Oregon and the west side of Washington have more in common than the, than the eastern of each yeah. other same. So I right. think that would make total sense. Put up, and it keeps the state yeah. count at 50. What's it called? I was, going, I was going to Bend, right? And there was a Jefferson Now mm-hmm. uh, thing, which is saying, hey, we're going to take eastern Oregon. We're taking Northern California and maybe maybe you Spokane County if you want to come, and we're we're becoming our own state because we're here for the farmers and the people and the the the, the militia, mm-hmm. right? So that's actually like an idea that's been around since like the '40s, which I thought was kind of cool. But Jeff the Jefferson Jeffers, state of Jefferson, right? But uh, but I, I had this idea here, right? Like, hey, what if uh. What if like counties could change what state they're affiliated with, right? Like bordering counties. So what's a bordering county for uh, us? Like yeah, yeah. like Spokane, right? Mm-hmm. Say Spokane's like, hey, Idaho, they're gonna give us some sweet like tax write-offs on our farms, right? Like we're moving to Idaho next election. Like in the people vote, state or the Spokane County's like, yeah, we're switching our statehood to Idaho, and Idaho just gets a little bigger, right? Yeah, and then, so then like states that are screwing over their counties have incentives. They're, they're bored. Yeah, well, then it becomes a, like more of a capitalist game as far as... But, okay, and then what happens if... So now Spokane's part of Idaho, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever county is west of Spokane can now become also part of Idaho. Mm-hmm. So now there's just like this peninsula of Idaho. Yeah, well, maybe the reason why that, that happens Washington. is because Idaho's doing... It's giving those states something... Because that's the thing with Washington is a lot of Washington politics is focused on the western side of the Cascades. That's because that's where the population is. Yeah, but there's a lot of other stuff that's on the eastern side. But Mm -hmm. if maybe if Oregon cared 
Or if, you know, Idaho cared. Or and then if we merged a bunch of states together, like if Idaho completely took over Washington, or like if Idaho took over Eastern Oregon and Eastern Washington, and then Western Washington and uh, Western oh, oh, yeah. Oregon became we merged so, together. Okay, so then <laughs> we just... take three states, we turn that into two states, right? And then we have room for Puerto Rico. Country. That's yeah. exactly Puerto what I was Rico's just thinking. Yeah. <laughs> just have Idaho take over. Yeah, yeah. That'd be this is safe. a very important game here, right? Like, um, like all the de- like, um, all those desert counties in the middle of nowhere in California. Like, come on, Nevada, take us. We want to have prostitutes out here. Come on, let us in. Let us in. And they they vote and they join Nevada. Nevada's like, yeah, bro, let's have these cas- make some casinos. Let's see it. I want to see it. Let's get these casinos closer to L.A. Right? Okay. And then I think Nevada happens? would like that. Nevada would like to have a little land. 20 miles outside of downtown LA with like a ju- literally the <laughs> world's largest brothel and casino. We're That's what they this. call it. They just they- call it the world's largest brothel and casino with hard liquor fountains. <laughs> <laughs> and what happens when, if California takes back that, uh, that land? They're going to say, uh, we're not going back until you let this be legal. If you let this be legal in California, maybe we'll come back, mm-hmm. right? County gets to choose. California doesn't just to say, yeah, we're taking them. Right. right. County's like, no, we don't want to be back. Look what Nevada did for us. Right. Yeah. Federalism is a failed system. What are we some other cool the, ones? I was just, I, I knew that you were going to bring that up mm-hmm. because that's exactly what we talked about the last time. Maybe like Michigan would just like, maybe there's like a county in Michigan that it's like, you know, the weird peninsula part, like part separate. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they just join Canada. Maybe they'd be like, hey. Don't they border? No, they do. Who they border? But like, what's, what's that there? Uh, is that Montreal there above them? I'm checking right that's now. That's where I know um, Ontario is up there somewhere. That's where on that's Ontario, Toronto area. Why don't, like, hey, so we I have just, a question. So, honestly, like, why don't yeah. we merge with Canada, but have them be like one state and give them like three three votes of the electoral college? I don't think they want that to happen. Three votes, <laughs> <laughs> just like three. Yeah. Um, I need to go to the bathroom. Yeah, me as well. Yeah. I need to. I'm trying to look up, but Google Maps visit the bathroom. I don't need to use it, but I'll just visit. All right. Well, intermission. Thanks, Sam. I'm hurting the guitar. Personal opinions. Is there an opinion of Islam in here? Category for personal opinions. PPL by Flamstew. Nice. Wait, there's no, wait, she wrote an article on uh, that your podcast? Did she? Yeah. Oh, read it. Live. Read it. Can live. We read, read it. it live. Read, read it. Read it. Read it. Read it. Hello, readers of World Religion Weekly. That's us. I really see one of Flamstew's well, PPL. Back up. Uh, okay. Back up. No, don't you back up. Physically get back close. up a little bit. No, no, no. Don't get close. No, because it's, it's more intimate. He's that so way. loud, though. I oh, recently honestly. went on Flamstu's PPL podcast to talk about cults, religion, and world, weekly, and world religion weekly. It was a lot less formal than my usual interviews, so it might be a welcome change. Please note, I'm not affiliated with Flamstu, all caps, oh. and I do not endorse <laughs> or agree with a lot of the things they say and do. Oh. Check out their podcast on iTunes and YouTube channel. Thanks for reading and check out Flamstu, Audrey Cole. What's wrong with us? <laughs> and the things that we endorse. <laughs> Nothing. Gary, we're perfect. Dylan. It's not... It's not um, it's not. It's not us. Any it's of the just people Dylan. in this room is yeah. just Dylan. <laughs> I was gonna say when she said it's more less formal than my usual interviews. It was like Dylan. Dylan. Yeah. 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 But no. But the thing is, like, Dylan makes it good though. Yeah, like, I enjoyed D- listening to him. Yeah, Dylan's. When he was claiming he was the next prophet of the Abrahamic yeah. religions. <laughs> so, did, how much did you listen to? I just skipped around. That's one of the oh, points I yeah, hit. Yeah. yeah. 
I didn't listen to all of it. I was like washing the dishes and I just kind of had it going for a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I, that was, it was a really fun podcast though. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. I mean, cause it's, you know, me and Dylan interviewing someone about religion. Right. Like, there's no way that goes wrong. Not really, no. <laughs> Not with that group. That I, I can't actually important. tell what Dylan thinks about religion. <laughs> it's, I can't tell what Dylan thinks about just about anything. No, no one can. That's that's the beauty of it. Yeah. I, I need to be on a podcast with him eventually. Yeah, I know. I wanted to get him on today. I he know. wanted to be on today. That would have been well, sick. but he didn't want to enough to actually show up. Right. He just wanted to like in the you know in the sense that like it's a cool idea. When he wants to be here badly enough idea. when I'm here. We're either going, or there's going to be a lot of yelling. Step! <coughs> just excited yelling, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be we'll fantastic. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I think you guys might balance each other out a little bit, too. Maybe a little bit, yeah. Because yeah. you're, you're like the chill intellectual. He's like the, uh, he's like, I'm going to make this an entertainment podcast. Yeah. If I have people around me to hype up, I go, or to hype me up, I go nuts. Gary's though. the true intellectual of this podcast. The true intellectual. <laughs> Am I, though? I just think. Well, what kind of intelligence is that then? God, really? get away from me. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. It's just intellectual. What does it even mean to be an intellectual? What's the dictionary definition? <laughs> that That is what you just asked. That's the definition. Asking what it means to be an intellectual yeah. is the definition of being an intellectual? Yes. Yeah. I kind of feel like it's not that. Do we need to look up the, the ass thing on the dictionary? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ours. Because he's British. Huh? Dylan would be the person to yeah. really know. Yeah, damn. Yeah. He should have come. Maybe he doesn't know about his culture, though. Maybe he doesn't know about his arse culture. Considering the fact that he lives here. No. He said arse. But maybe he doesn't know the, the history. Maybe he doesn't. He purposely says a lot of British words. Yeah, because he, I look up, okay, he so likes it I'm when on, people think he's quirky. I'm out here on dictionary.com. I looked up arse, and it comes up with noun, slang, vulgar, and it's Definition one, ass. That's it. <laughs> okay, so they've linked them together. Okay, so we know they're associated. Come on, dictionary.com yeah. has three definitions for ass, and it doesn't have any of the slang definitions for it. Dang. Which, that's kind of a... You gotta be on Merriam-Webster. Really yeah, we learned, we learned in the podcast with Audrey that Merriam-Webster's the place to be, not dictionary.com i'm on it i'm changing right now marion webster dictionary get on yeah guys if anyone's still using dictionary.com you should switch over today by the way we're not sponsored at all by we're not influenced or anything oh yeah mary webster has been in the game since 1829 dylan also said that you guys are sponsored by feet so there's also (laughs) that that was pretty fantastic i looked up so on marion webster arse is informal and polite buttocks um Often to refer to a specific person or infernal, impolite anus or offensive what? sexual intercourse. What? Ass? <laughs> I'm learning a couple of new things tonight. <laughs> yeah. Arse. I'm an, With I an ass. ass last night. Oh, that's is, awesome. Arse. Is any of several handy uh, gregariations. African or Asian mammals smaller than a horse and having long ears. So donkeys. Yeah. Informal, impolite, stupid, stubborn, desirable person, or detestable person uh, that has like other definitions that makes, you know. Yeah. So Merriam-Webster, that's a lot better. It actually has a definition of what arse is and a definition of what ass is. It right. doesn't just say go it to this yeah, page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's better. Does a person's height 
have okay so short people are the most are the most uh hated on minority group short men <laughs> the other men will hate on short men you yeah know that. that's great um, hey what bro why are you so short are you like stupid or something <laughs> <laughs> no i was gonna say okay so isn't the purpose of your of your glutes in their entirety to support your spine when you're sitting down yeah for extensive hours in the computer no that's not what i mean isn't it actually though i don't know well okay what imagine yourself without your ass like yeah you just what would happen would you just like my butt would hurt when i'd sat no no no, but it's not just (laughs) i know because i used to wrestle and i could tell the difference yes but it's not just padding it's a functional muscle group yeah and I, I, I've, I've heard that the purpose is to support your spine when you stand upright as a biped. Yeah, I could see that. Because quadrupeds don't have an arse like we do. <laughs> no arse muscles. They don't. But bipeds do. Hmm. And so I'm wondering, if, yeah, if, if there's any correlation between the height of a person maybe, and the size of the arse. Maybe the arse is just, the arse cheeks are just like, if we evolved from uh quadrupeds what do you say quadrupeds quadrupeds anything that you walks on yeah. four legs yeah maybe it's just like if we evolved from them that's just like the other two legs no these are the other two legs no yeah, no, 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 wait no. are these no wait. no no these ones sprouted out no and the other ones moved no back. you're wrong no we just and stood up wrong <laughs> wrong dude yeah nah man I think Alex is still too loud, actually. A little bit. I kind of just like... Yeah, he's loud. He's actually loud. We're all a little bit louder than we were before, but he's loud. Objectively, this man is wrong. Loud. Evolution's weird, man. It is. Pretty funky stuff going on. Trees. 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 Dude, trees evolve too, man. Oh, uh... So when when, when plants first appeared on this earth, obviously there's no written record of this, but we can kind of tell, well, I'm guessing that we have access to, right. Uh, based on, I think I'm guessing fossil records. Um, maybe it's fossil records. Maybe it's uh, something else. Uh, basically when plants first appeared on this earth, basically all life disappeared because now there was no longer CO2 in the atmosphere, but excess oxygen from the plants. Mind if I breathe oxygen? Dies. Basically, yeah. So all so, the life that existed that did not mm-hmm. know how to... Oh, and people yeah. are complaining about CO2 emissions. Oh, we're all going to die. Yeah, well, we're going to make room for other life, right? We're going to let the plants take over the planet like <laughs> they actually deserve. Uh, exactly. If you're trying to stop global warming, you're hurting the earth. <laughs> uh, there was this person who did a presentation on global warming in my public speaking class. And it wasn't a bad presentation at all. Um, one of the things we have to do before we present is give surveys, right? To get class input and mm-hmm. things like that. Or class, uh, you know, just surveys. It can be a, like a more of a poll or just information gathering or whatever. Um, but on the survey... She had uh, one of the questions was, which animal do you think is most affected by global warming? And it was all like polar bear, walrus, sea otter, <laughs> stuff like that. And there's an option for other because I marked other. And then in the presentation, it was polar bears and walruses. 
It's like, no, humans. Statistically, even if every... Well, who's every, getting upset about it's it? Like, it's like, like, every polar bear died. It doesn't matter if it affects 7 billion humans. Like, I mean, and like, well, it matters, but like, it's like, but like for the whole, like, if it, what, what, what's worth more? Yo, the team life humans. of 100,000 polar bears or slight inconveniences to, hum- to every single human in the world. Like, not saying that's what <laughs> global warming is, right? But just let's put a hypothetical out there. What would be worth more, right? Like, what if every single human on Earth had to get sick for, like, three days? They just had, like, an upstick stomach for three days? Would that be worse than every single polar bear dying? I don't know what you're talking about anymore. <laughs> okay, my so point was that humans are the are the most are the animal your that's direct most affected comparison, by warming. Alex. I I think that <laughs> if everybody got sick for three days, <laughs> but it's like what's what's more suffering? A thousand, a hundred thousand dead polar bears or seven billion people sick? Seven billion people sick. That has nothing to do with global warming. That was, no, it doesn't. That was, was like, a thought experiment. This I, just, is, <laughs> I just thought of right right now. That's pretty, no, pretty no, that's crazy, what man. you got to do your presentation. You got to just like make, you got to do metaphors like that that are just completely <laughs> just like, like not. That. What if everyone got an upset stomach for three days? Is that worse than the, <laughs> the polar bears dying? Yeah, you start with a lot of like crazy ones like that. And then you start getting into like serious ones like. But they don't know it's serious. Like you start getting more and more serious. And eventually you're like. Is it worth going to war over one dead man? And then it's like, no, well, what about a hundred? No, well, about 10,000. Well, like, yeah, but like, well, what about 1,000? Right? You start getting serious. Like, is it, is it worth it? This, this is still just <laughs> beyond my understanding right now. Beyond comprehension. To, yeah, yeah, beyond comprehension. Beyond, I am just trying to work our way back towards the trees. He just wants to talk about trees, man. <laughs> okay, well, trees remember, are podcasting, I can understand. podcasting is a game. We can't just skip right to trees. And we it's have a game to I want to win yeah. by talking about trees. Alex really wants to talk about trees. Okay. All right, well, you got to work your way back there, Alex. You got to work on it. <laughs> Come on, man. We're talking about polar bears. No, we're talking about going to war. Okay, so we're going to war. But you know war. what's interesting about war? Is that war used to also not be fought by metal flying things they used to be fought by metal flying things attached to wooden flying things also known as spears right and uh in ye olden england days um certain like trees people would go out and cut trees certain ways in the forest so that they would grow to be good spear um be good uh spars for spears and for right. quarter staffs and so and what's uh why are you bringing this up what's the idea behind it because there's still trees today that were that were mangled hundreds of years to grow hundred years hundreds of years ago to grow that way to have like the perfect spear branches okay what do you guys think how's pretty, that segue pretty rough not <laughs> i thought i think <laughs> metal flying things attached to sticks this time. i think i think what it was i think it got off a little bit rough once you got to spears here i think he he got it it was pretty smooth after that but getting to spears was a little bit rocky should we let him? Should we let him like? Well, you know, get it's away like we should let him or? try again. Okay. Well, <laughs> so we know that it's well, is you know, it's okay to go to war over one person, right? But is it okay to go to war over one pig? The British thought it was. At least they wanted to. Like, hey, let's go to war. Come on, come on, let's go. Come to on, war. You won't. You won't. You won't. You won't, chat. You won't go to war with me. I know you won't. But I will. You won't. And. uh... Yes, there's a lot of different examples throughout history of, of different countries going to war for like really, really minor inconveniences, and um, the pig war being one of them. 
and uh, uh, other ones being petty land disputes in uh, England, and on those lands there were trees, <laughs> rare trees, and and rattling trees, and there still are a lot of those trees. Yes, and there's that's what's amazing that those trees are there from hundreds of years ago. There's signs on those trees of human life from hundreds of years ago, right? There's trees like someone's going to cut a springboard into trees to cut it down. And they cut the springboard slot and they never cut it down. But it's like, hey, someone 150 years ago, the first loggers came to this forest in the old uh, Puget Sound area, said, hey, I'm going to chop down this sweet WRC right here, <laughs> cut, cut a notch for a springboard, climb on up and said, nah, not today. Step down. Forgot, had some coffee, probably ate some pemmican, probably probably hunted some sea otter, probably <laughs> was hunted by sea otter, and then uh, 150 years later, that no one has cut down that tree still, but the signs of a of a logger that uh, uh, there's there's still signs that a logger 150 years ago tried to cut it down and or started to cut it down, and that's just amazing to me. It's is, pretty sick, man. Yeah. That's a really profound. <laughs> what do they call it? They use tree growth, like the rings and trees, mm-hmm. to date artifacts. Yeah, yeah. You know, really it's cool. like um. So there's these uh these Viking ships, that are sunken in the fjords, uh, outside of Copenhagen, um, and Nordesund, um, and. Norway, right? And, uh, or maybe it's Denmark. It's all that whole area. Whatever. With uh, illegal fishing lands. Illegal, illegal fishing, fishing lands is like is what I like to call them. I like um, that. So they, they sunk these, uh, these Viking ships there, right? Uh, to block the passage of enemy ships coming in mm-hmm. and the fjords, because it's pretty, pretty narrow, pretty shallow. And the, the, they got bogified, right? They've gotten some bog. You know, got some, we got some, we got some mud around them, and the ships are pretty are preserved because of that, right? And they're able to, or scientists are able to take wood planking from those those ships that they they're able to dig up, and they're like, hey, I'll order these, and like look at the wood, and it's too young to carbon date, right? But they can look at the growth rings and see the patterns of like, okay, this ring grew this proportion to that ring, and that ring grew this proportion to that ring, right? And see like the ratios of that, and they went around to different churches in the area, right in that general area, because there's still these there's churches in Norway that are like 700 years old, right? They're just like sitting around because Norwegian red pine or whatever, Norwegian pitch oh pitch pine is what it's called, mm-hmm. just like doesn't uh-huh. rot. So like, they go around and they go to these old churches and they can look at the wood there and see if there's the same relations of if the trees were growing because it's like oh look. There's a pattern of oh, uh, like slow, you're slow, you're slow, you're faster, slow, you're slow, you're faster, and they can see the patterns, and based off other wood, they know this church was built 700 years ago, and they're able to date the ships to 700 yeah, years before, it's and it's pretty crazy, pretty amazing. Dude, fucking science, right? dude, science, man, that's a real puzzle right there. How are we gonna figure this out? Let's just go around and look at random pieces of wood and see if they line up. You know, not the same log, but like the same. Right. Yeah. yeah. I still just love the fact that. The Vikings were the first to discover North America, like from Europe, and they just had no idea where they were. Mm-hmm. They just land in Newfoundland, 
just fight with the natives for a couple, you know, decades and just leave. <laughs> like, yeah, forget this. Turns out it's a brand new continent. They just have yeah. no idea where they are. Same thing with Greenland. They went to Greenland. They're like, oh, this is just like, you know, 10 miles off the coast of Norway. No big deal. Then they just set up a settlement and they all died. Yeah, like, that's what I, I wrote a little paper once about this. And, like, the, the people, they go, right, and they start sending off colonizers to Greenland. And Greenland has all these sweet natural resources like seal, <laughs> seal meat, seal blubber, snow. Did you, you guys snow. Have monitors? What? Your monitors still? Yeah. Work? It's just you. Oh, that was me. Not green. Things that aren't green. They got those. <laughs> And they got they got land, right? But you know they don't have trees. There's only one forest in all of Greenland. Mm-hmm. Um, so trees would be shipped back or be shipped to Greenland from uh, from mainland Scandinavia. And during the Black Plague, it kind of kind of died out, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the people in Greenland, are like, hey, we got all these seals to eat, but we don't have any wood to burn, or we don't have any- so we don't have this- any. Is this an ad like this? This whole like tree tangent is this an ad for the uh, Northwest School of Wooden Boat Building? Not at all. No, I just like trees. Dude, this is just <laughs> where this is going, man. Um, so they um also we're sponsored. You know we're not. Mm, um, debatable. So uh, these you know ships would be constantly going back to Greenland. They're like, hey, check it out. You got some seals. We got some prisoners. Yay. <laughs> you got some seals. We have some wood. Yay. And then during the black plug, it kind of died out. And then they just forgot. The guy is in charge of saying, hey, go sail to Greenland. Just died. <laughs> and everyone forgot. And then every all the, all the, the native Greenlanders were still there. But all the Viking settlers died off at one point, which is kind of interesting. I think. Right. Yeah. They just died. Yeah. They're like all the all the. All the natives are like, hey, look at you dying. Yay. Because isn't it kind of like Greenland is like, so you have the sea, the Atlantic yeah. Ocean, or is it the Arctic Ocean up there? I is don't even a, know. Wait, does Greenland have indigenous people? Yes. Yes? Yeah, they do. It's the Eskimos. Because they're, well, or the Inuit. Inuit, yeah. Because they're, they're all around that certain area, like in Russia and wait, Greenland. And, the Arctic yeah. Circle. Yeah. Okay, Eskimo versus Inuit. Where is, where is, Eskimo where slang. Uh, is Eskimo purely slang? It's I saw, mostly I think, slang. I th- is there no one anywhere called Eskimo? I'm pretty sure it's slang. Then why does it exist? I don't know, man. Look it up. Slang. Look it up. Look it up. I think why Inuit is the exists? proper term. No, because isn't Greenland? It's like you have the sea, the ocean, and uh, there's like abruptly after you enter the land, there's there's a mountain range that kind of encompasses the entire continent and then in the middle is a valley and that's where the vikings settled and then they just kind of got trapped there and died around the entire continent yeah so it's like I think there's a ridge of mountains around the entire continent so that would lead me to believe that it's like it's kind of like a mountain a range that prevented the ocean from getting in right? i don't know man eskimos is a broad term meaning inuit aluit and yupkip Peoples, you pip. say that again. You pip. You pip. You, you kip. No, you. Y u p i k. Yupik. 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 So Eskimo means Inuit. Yupik and Alit. It's kind of like how we say. Like okay, it's really natives. Weird. We really mean Haida and Suquamish and Nisqual Nisqually and yeah. Coeur mm-hmm. That's what's weird about this mm. country is that we have. I was listening to something about this. We have 
white people, we've kind of completely erased their actual ethnicities, Mm -hmm. right? Where Caucasian just means anybody of a white skin tone. I like that, yeah. Whereas there are actual ethnical differences. I think it's it's really interesting because you go, um, like, filling out to apply somewhere. There's, like, Mm -hmm. check check the box for your ethnicity. So you have like they have like six boxes for different kinds of Latino. Oh yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> but then there's just white and or then it Caucasian. Says, yeah, yeah. It has six box. It says like, are you of Latino descent? If so, what are the six? Which are these six? Are you? Yeah, exactly. And right. then it says, are you Caucasian? Yes, you know. It's like, are you middle? And then it parentheses includes Middle Eastern. It's right. Like, <laughs> it's like all right. That's because you couldn't even get a Middle Eastern parentheses or middle eastern selection yeah, we got yeah. six latino ones dude that's frustrating i hate filling out applications because of stuff like that like what's the obsession with i don't get it uh, latinos in particular maybe we don't, have to, we don't have to answer like, that question you know what you know it's probably like i don't know man gary let's go back to the original point there your about point? how there's many caucus races but Oh, yeah, it's weird, man. Like, an Italian man... Which isn't true, because there's only one caucus race, but, yeah, we all say Caucasian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, Yeah, an Italian man looks the same as a German man, right? Even though ethnically they're different. All. They don't huh? look the same. No. They may. No. Mm, no, I think Italians difference. and Germans are, like, the easiest ones to distinguish from each other. They may look the same. They could look the same. They I could guess. look similar. Well, I mean, that goes for a lot of different races. Well, the, the other thing... Someone from Northern too, Italy probably looks pretty similar. Here's the thing, like, if we, if we, if every white person that you met, you knew their exact ethnicity, then you'd be able to tell the difference, I'm sure. The thing is, like, for most white people, you're like, oh, no, there's some, there's some French in me, there's some, some of this, but you don't, you can't, there's no real. The problem here is we're, we're, we're blurring the lines and there are no real clear lines between cultural, between cultural, culture and ethnicity. Because a German man and a Frenchman are basically the same ethnically, right? Even though culturally they can be very different. Different, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. those those two nations, those two countries, those two cultures belong in the same, like these, essentially the exact same sphere of the world. Right? They, they live next to each they other. They live next to each other. They border. And a person from France is going to look the same as a person from Germany. Sometimes people in Germany are in France. Yeah. Fucking the U1940 Europe. Vichy France. <laughs> but it's, they're culturally, they're different. So it's weird because there's no real clear definition. So, I mean, in some cases there are, but not in all cases. Yeah. I think we get too much wrapped up in race and not enough in culture. We do. Cultural diversity is cool. Culture matters. welcome. Culture matters. Yeah, for sure. Ethnicity, I don't care about. It doesn't. Yeah, exactly. I, I definitely don't think ethnicity matters at all. No, it doesn't. I think like culture, sure, does. culture matters way more. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, somebody I was talking with somebody about that and they're like, yeah, everybody here is white. It's like, I don't care. It's like, but they all have a different backgrounds still. So that's uh, weird, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're getting at the point where now the lines are so blurred anyways. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really matter. That's. Something that's kind of cool about saying that you're American, it's like the one thing that, it's like, no, if you say that you're American, most of the time people aren't going to think that that's an ethnicity. A culture. It's not an ethnicity, it's a culture. Yeah, well, I mean, you could be like American native, right, which is an ethnicity. 
kind of. It's well, a I mean, lot of ethnicities, I think, but I think but might... I don't think anyone really would think that if you say you're American. It really is a culture. No, I think they'd be like, oh, so you eat apple pies and uh, french fries and uh, <laughs> fries. Oh. Uh, you have the arterial clogation. Freedom. Yeah, fries. yeah, that's good, but they're not gonna, they're not gonna, that's they're culture. not gonna have one ethnicity. Well, that's the culture that's they like, see, though. That's what's weird about this country, uh, because it's probably a combination of many things. Probably mostly because this country is so new. Right, just a couple hundred years, as opposed mm-hmm. to thousands of years that Germany's existed, as as a, as a <laughs> That's culture. That's not true. Not the state. Not the state. The culture. The German culture has been around for a long time. Yes. Yeah, the people have been around for a, a long time. Similar culture. Yeah, the Germanic culture. Germanic. Yes. Culture has existed for a long time, and Germanic ethnicity has existed for a long time. This the state is irrelevant, but with this country, it started as a British colony. Then got a real yeehaw mentality. Got a real yeehaw. Same thing as it's like with Australia as well. They're like British colony. Let's yeehaw. Let's it real yeehaw quick. this real fast. But <laughs> there's still, and also being a large, a country with a large immigrant population, a huge immigrant population is what people don't realize. Uh, it's weird because we don't identify America with an with an with a single ethnicity because you can't. And yet there is a culture, right, that people perceive of Americans. Yeah. Like if, if you tell if you if you picture Aren't we like almost a quarter Mexican? Yeah. The I only, think the, the correct term is Latina. Latina. Latino. I don't Latinx. Know, a Latinx. <laughs> um <laughs> the only sixty percent of our population is Caucasian. Of any kind. Hmm. Uh yeah. So Wait, it's 16? 60. Oh, 60. 60. I was like, hold up. No, 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 no. 60%, 60% of our population is Caucasian, about. Which, so the plurality of our population like, is... Like only Caucasian? Or can that be mixed? That's why it's confusing, because I don't know. <laughs> like, no well, look knows. at me. I am, I'm Japanese and I'm white. But I'm slightly more white than I am Japanese. What am I? How do you define that? I don't How, know. Wait, okay, so question. Is that because one of your parents was half white? Or one of your parents was half white, one of them was full white? One of them was like part? The best we can figure out is my dad is like three quarters Japanese. Cause, which would make me cause, like five, no, three eighths Japanese. But that's not how genetics work though. No, but if you simplify it down. But what's really interesting though is that the the further down the line you go, the the way like far off it gets because it's really it's not you don't get fifty percent of your genetics from your mom, fifty percent from your dad. No, it's you like, don't. It's like really skewed. Maybe the the three quarters Jap- is maybe the uh, the fourth quarter of Japanese or the fourth quarter non Japanese to your dad is true Japanese, which are white people. You know about this? The you know what native Japanese people look like? Uh yeah, it's really weird. You know this, Sam? No, because J- Japanese, like Japanese people, right, are people from China and Korea, right, that came over okay. from the Korean Peninsula to Japan, right. But like the true Japanese people are like white. a long time ago. Yeah, we should specify. It's weird. It's like with, like Pakistan. They look kind of like like true Pakistanis. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. So how long ago was this? Why were there white people over there? Uh, 
I'm gonna have to pull show you a video called the history of Japan. I want to explain when this happened. No, no, it's not like white, like Caucasian white, but it's like it's kind of like they almost look like a like pack like the the, the Pakistani uh is it is the Pakistani ethnicity of okay. like I'm gonna be honest. I like when I think of Pakistani, there isn't like a certain look that I associate. Do you think of Arabs? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But there's like another like native people of Pakistan that have like. They have like green eyes and white skin and stuff. But kinda. they have a much smaller representation in the world than Japanese people do, so it's probably harder to picture. Yeah, I, I know, but I was saying that it kind of they kind of look like that native Japanese, which is just kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, that there's something in between them that's very different looking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Japan had a long isolation, a long period of isolation, and probably the bloodlines got all mixed up and stuff. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to make it so to say you're. That's actually 100% Japanese, so you're actually half Japanese. No, we're pretty sure. Well, okay. No, it's, yeah, it's just a joke. <laughs> it's just, it's just a game. We were told that, it was only game. We were told that it was German, the other 25, the other mm-hmm. quarter. But I actually did an ancestry test just to see what my genetic makeup was. And very little German. I'm more Norwegian than I am German. Well, so. yeah, but those an- ancestry tests are even worse than like guesstimating based on your parents' parents because like I, I know everyone who does multiple tests, like they do ancestry.com, they do 23andMe, they do like all, you know, multiple of them, they get completely different answers. Yeah. It's just an estimation of your lineage is all it is. Yeah. Because there's no such really... way, I don't, as far as I know, there's no way to look at DNA and be like, oh, that's Japanese DNA. Other than tracing it back, you got the, the mitochondria. They, you know the they Japanese. do. You have to when when you submit your like DNA or whatever, whatever you did. Like, well, how did you do that? How did, what it's was a spit process? test. Spit test. Mm-hmm. Do you have to send in like a portfolio with like a picture? No, no, no. I and think, like how and what you think your genetics are. Maybe there are, maybe there are characteristics. Just, I don't know. Because maybe they just, they probably just like look you up and go that guy kind of looks. And check out that kid's like, name. <laughs> I, honestly yeah. I honestly don't know how it works. <laughs> yeah, but it's just based off the name. It has got a two percent chance of being a Nigerian last name. <laughs> <laughs> no, it and was that's fairly, bigger than any other. I don't know how it works. Okay. I do not know how it works, but I do know. I'm sure I could figure it out with a quick Google search, but. I do know that it was relatively accurate what we had guessed. Anyways, okay. I'm I'm Western European and Japanese. I mean, it doesn't matter really, right? So it's just a kind of a matter of what you think. It doesn't matter at at all. The okay, but it's just cool to be able the to say plura- Okay, with definitely this, even though it doesn't really matter if you are and you don't know if you are, but it's just cool to say. Yeah. Well, here's what's weird because regardless of what it, what the true number is. The plurality of my genetics, as in the largest single source yeah. of my genetics, is Japanese. But the majority is Caucasian of some sort. So what do I answer on an application when they ask for ethnicity? Sorry, sorry. What's the difference between plurality and majority? Majority would be more than 50%. Okay. Plurality is the largest single influence, right? So for this example, I'm so you're, okay. I'll use the numbers I got from Ancestry, right? Okay. I'm 36% Japanese. All right. But only 13% Norwegian. I think Norwegian okay, was the second. Okay, so highest. everything else stacked up, you're more you're more Caucasian. Right. But, I'm 36% but out of the specific. Right. I'm 36% Japanese, and that would be what 64% Caucasian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Japanese is the highest single influence. Yeah. Which would be the plurality. Right. So what do I answer on a test? Just 
Asian. Japanese. Yeah, because well, especially because no, I get that affirmative action boost. No, 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 no. Unless it depends where you're applying, or what you're. Applying yeah, they for. curve Japanese. They curve Asians down. Yeah, they get destroyed. I always answer Caucasian, or prefer not to answer. I just answer Latinx. Well, because the thing is, like, <laughs> the X is, you think they're going to yeah. check? Are they going to do an interest? Are they going to come in? They're going to get the family guy bit no, where they have not. the card that says, like, they have the airport security card, whereas a whole bunch of skin tones and it says, oh, okay, lo- not okay. I love that they're going to show so up much. the first day to school or, like, look at your paperwork, look at you, like, uh, yeah, that tuition assistance is not going to go through. Yeah. Well, like, I answered Japanese and Caucasian. When I did the SAT, which SAT is stupid garbage anyways, but I, I genuinely wonder if my scores were affected by that answer at all. Yeah, I want to just put Mexican on everything. <laughs> well, they say they don't affect the scores. They say they don't, no. but why else ask? For colleges. Yeah, they give some well, college, dumbass it's gonna answer. Aff- it's going to affect your rate know. of getting into a college. That's like that's yeah, probably the most likely. No, I think, I think what it comes down to is like promoting... A part of the college boards, um, one of their part of their one part of the business model is just sh- shoving schools at you and saying, "Hey, schools, we got people that are potential potentially want to go to a school. Get over here, come come see them. Come here, come, boy. Give me a little bit of cash. I'll give you their email. I'll sell you their email. You want Asians? I got Asians. <laughs> just look up the email for the school. No, but yeah, they email yeah. you. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, they they sell it off to another to the schools, and the schools are like, "Hey, we need." I need give me some Italians over here. I yeah, well, a- it's really interesting. My favorite, I, I wrote an, an essay on this in like seventh grade or something. But I looked at the the demographics of Washington State ethnicity mm-hmm. wise versus the University of Washington. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, the University of Washington, China, broken. China, China. <laughs> it's well, yeah, it's like yeah. I mean, it, it, the vast majority, way, 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 vast majority. Like I think it's like not upper 90 percent of the residents in washington state are white caucasian mm-hmm. okay S- bring that down to 60 percent um or something i i have to look it up again but like about 60 percent in the u-dub right are white okay but that that's maybe not just because of their skewed right uh, it-, it, it could also just be because you know typically the people in this area are going to either have like a path laid out for them like they're going to go into the family business because they've already established here mm-hmm. and they're you know further back they immigrated a while ago right or it could just be they're at a high enough position where they don't actually have to go to college to be successful or something like that right mm-hmm. they can pursue more like entrepreneurial but maybe a lot of Im- immigrants aren't going to go directly maybe it'd be better to look at the demographics of seattle though or uh, the overall Seattle. Yeah, that's video. true. That's true. Mm, maybe. Yeah. Can you get all those Indians <laughs> in there? You get Bellevue. Bellevue's gonna change the numbers. Yeah, but the difference. Yeah. Well, the UW. The UW. I guess technically saying the UW is accurate because this is the University of Washington. Quick tangent. MLB. Everybody says the MLB. The major league. The major league baseball, baseball doesn't make sense. The, MLB. the National Football League makes sense. The major league baseball doesn't make sense. Anyways, UW <laughs> accepts a lot of actual Chinese students. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. their residency is in China. Give me the money. Yeah, and they're willing to come here and actually like outperform mm. 
mm-hmm. domestic students. So I can understand those numbers. And they're also they're worth a lot more to the school than resident. I mean, schools have an incentive to hide, to get students from out of state mm-hmm. just monetarily. Yeah. Yeah. The number I'm looking at the numbers right now at the percent of undergraduates is um the yeah. Anyway, a 39.9% of the people there are white that are going to the school. Oh wow. And then 24.1 is Asian. And then fourteen percent, fourteen point six is non-resident alien. I'm okay, not sure. And then non-resident um, alien. alien. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and then <laughs> area fifty-one coming at you. Um. So now look at the uh, demographics as far as like women versus men. Okay, that one can also be slave. Look it up for us. But the thing is, I don't. Jamie. I don't think that that has anything to, or I, I think it, very little impact comes from uh, their like recruiting i don't know what you call it uh what do you selection selection their selection process i don't think they're just like i don't think they're actually like fuck men because women empowerment i don't think that has as much to do with it as just women are like way more set out for the process of education culture i think it's outside culture just like yeah i don't know about that one i don't know how the selection i don't know how the selection process works for schools exactly um i mean i know generally what criteria they look at I don't know how much they favor gender. I can talk about it more in the workplace because that's what's more prevalent. I think in universities, I think there's more female university students than there are male university students. Yeah, I, definitely. I think that's I, and that's just the way it works. I don't think that's that's not that's not a result of affirmative action. As yeah, far no, as I'm no, concerned. no, 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 no. As that's yeah, like what you're saying. That's a result of interest. Uh, I don't know about interest, but because we were talking about this before, we don't know if it's interest that's leading girls to go to college and study whatever they're studying but more of just like an inclination the culture for whatever reason yeah. yeah there are more females going to the UW than the um than males it's yeah. 16,000 and then uh females and then 14,000 males yeah that sounds about right yeah, slightly yeah, yeah. more there's also slightly so more females more yeah that is wait uh no give me a second <laughs> seven so that's so that'd be you say what was the number um well 16 to 14 yeah i have the i have also the percent right here it's 52.4 um female and then 47.6 male okay um there's also ever so slightly that's pretty representative of the overall population though the Mm. world population even there's slightly more females than our males but not that much though there's no No, way that it's like two percent it's 51 50 40 it's super close yeah so yeah I mean, within two percent. That's. I mean, we're also talking about it's a two thousandth person difference, but. But no, no. In okay, I guess yeah, worldwide. We can't even talk but about I think world because that's maybe maybe it's that we don't. It's just really only one school here. Maybe it's that girls more inclined to go to a city school. Yeah. Maybe uh, it's. No, they are. I will answer this right now. They are. Look at the demographics. I'm curious. Look at the demographics, male and female, for Wazoo. I'm curious now. Is it, is or especially a school like wa- about Washington like, State University, especially a school like UW, where it's not like a specialized in one specific thing. It's kind of got a lot of every a lot of different things, right? Yeah. You know, I, I think a lot of the more, you know, especially the engine of the engineering schools for sure. Look at the demographics for Embry Riddle. <laughs> it's a uh, it's it's three guys to every one girl. I know that. Yeah, that well, that's an engineer. That's an aeronautic engineering school. Maybe it's two to one. Yeah. Um, uh. Dang, I had somewhere I wanted to go with that. No, I don't remember at all. It's so funny, though, because it gets niche, and then it's all guys. 
Yeah, well, that's the point. Yeah, yeah but, if it's, you want... but, it, but broad, it's going to be more women. That's a, well, it's yeah. what we made before. Yeah, but there's a niche for women, too. But women tend not to be as much in the niche Yeah, subjects. yeah. It's general. To, women tend to perform yeah. better. So, uh, statistically, women are better, like, or have a, their standard is higher overall in multiple subjects, but the outliers in certain subjects are men. But yeah, they usually yeah, only yeah, outline that certain subject. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's actually factually correct as what statistically yeah. correct is what it is. But yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, if you look at the nursing program at OC, it's all women, and that's just how it works. It's just yeah. the way it is. What'd you find, Jamie? Um, so you wanted? <laughs> uh, did you want gender? Gender demographics of Wazoo. Okay, because I also have race pulled up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's sixty three percent white, and then the rest. It's about the same. No, that's that's higher. Twenty percent difference. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. It's a way higher difference. There's also fewer people at that school. Mm-hmm. It's also in the country. Country. Where is Wazoo? Pullman, Washington, oh. right on the Idaho border. Okay. So pretty much, uh, about four years from now, it's gonna be in Idaho. Idaho. <laughs> Hey, you want to be a uh, uh, change Dude. that Washington to a Idaho and get a whole bunch of potatoes? They would, man, for free. Listen to this. Listen to this. So we will feed your students. So Wazoo is in Pullman, Washington. Mm-hmm. If you drive ten minutes east to Moscow, Idaho, I think it's the university. Moscow, 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 Idaho. I believe is home of the University of Idaho. Yeah, it's University of Idaho which is another public university. So it's very much the same demographics. It's a college town, right? Mm-hmm. Exists 10 minutes away. But all of the shopping centers are in Moscow, not in Pullman. All the big stores are in mm-hmm. Moscow, not in Pullman, because they have a minimum wage of seven twenty-five, the national average. And Pullman has the oh. Washington State minimum wage of $12 an hour. Dang. So Pullman gets destroyed, and all the businesses go to Moscow 10 minutes away, despite nearly identical demographics and situation cr- 10 minutes away by car it's crazy man that's great well that's like people going to going over to oregon to avoid the sales tax it's like people going to oregon yeah. to get the i gotta get the cans man gotta, get, gotta refund the cans or is you, the other way around you oh yeah get legal in legal trouble for that just get destroyed by the state that's so, illegally so. trafficking aluminum over the border. They, they're not gonna. They're not gonna actually. Okay, there's a legal penalty for it, but they're not gonna do anything about it. I'm guessing. It's not really that. Well, how did it? Yeah, I mean, how are they gonna? Boy, you got your rainwater yeah. permit there. <laughs> I see you're collecting rainwater on your roof. That's just crazy. That. Wait, is that a rule? Is that a law? In a lot of places, yeah. Yeah. You can't collect rainwater. Yeah. Well, why? Why is that? Uh, I think it's like to prevent people from just slurping it all up. A company's like. I'm about to slurp up all the rainwater in the area and sell it. I don't know, actually. Oh, well, I, I really guess... don't know. The re- That's my guess. Well, because like, you need you need water to go to wells and stuff. So. Yeah, you need water to enter the aquifer. Yeah, I guess there's a legit reason for that. Like when you... But it seems kind of ridiculous. Well, I mean, when on you... a small scale, it's kind of ridiculous. And that's why they wouldn't enforce it on a small scale. They but don't. on a large scale, if you just had like my square miles and miles and miles of just like this tin tub... Mm-hmm. With getting no water underneath. Yeah, that's right? why... Um, it's just going to fuck up everything. Yeah, because all the water, even though you have to purchase water, it's through a public utility. It just still costs something to produce because it's still some labor involved. 
Yeah. It's just not Nestle owning all the water. Nest, don't <laughs> get me started on on. They can't do Arrowhead. Any... Don't get me started on Arrowhead. Arrowhead is owned. Yeah, Arrowhead is owned by Nestle. I know. Yeah. But specifically Arrowhead. It's one of like the 17. 17- I got a video. I'll Yo, put it Alex, in the what's up with what's up with Arrowhead? Because okay, they can't really do anything in this country because of the regulations we have. But in other countries, they can just go nuts, man. Arrowhead has harvested like a billion gallons of water from Yosemite uh, since their permits expired 40 years ago. Yeah. Um, they're, yeah, their permits been expired for 40 years. And they've still been collecting water. And the state's like... How do you know that? Because uh, I watched the video on Big Water. Big Water. Uh, I can, I'll put it in the links with a bunch of other stuff I want to put in the links as well. In the links to this yeah, video? Yeah, video, yeah. Okay, you got to send me all the links. Yeah, then. I will. Um, no, it's a video going over Nestle and all the water things they own. They own and so they're, much. They're, there's a lot of weird things. They'll go into an area, right, that doesn't have a lot going on economically, but yeah. they have a lot of water, and then open up a, um, a water packaging facility, a processing facility, right? And then when the county starts going like, hold up, we got to make some, we got to do some stuff about this. It's kind of, we're kind of doing things kind of weird. Like, hey, look at this. We're 200 jobs. We're 300 jobs. We're 5,000 jobs. You can't tell us what to do. We'll take every single job out of this town if you tell us what to, you know, if you try to boss us around. There's a couple different situations where that's happening. Where they own all the jobs in the town and they just, they can lever arm the, yeah, the, the, town government i think they're probably still relatively limited in this country but they're they're an international brand mm-hmm. and they can just destroy other parts of the world but there's so many products that are nestle affiliates it's not even funny well give some examples what are like nestle sub brands arrowhead so arrowhead okay oh countless ones like you ever seen those sunshine fruit bars oh yeah for nestle uh what uh there's a massive list of nestle you want beverages affiliates. what do you want uh, yeah, let's start with beverages. Carnation, Caro, Chocolate, Dion Frio, Ivagia, Libby's, Milo, Niscau, Nesquik, Nestia, Ovaltine, Romatine, uh, Special Tea, Spooligan, Sweet Leaf Tea, Blue Bottle Coffee Company, Bonka. Okay, this, Bonka. Is, this, this kind of feels like listing cousins again. Yeah, I'm saying, look at, they look have, at all these Nestle affiliates, though. They have hundreds. I recognize three of them. Uh, yeah, they're not they all have domestic hundreds products. Of water. Um like uh um I, the issue is they have hundreds, absolutely a lot. They have two thousand two thousand brands. Yeah. Most of them are not in this country, but around the world. Yeah, it's absurd. Ness mm, like got an operation going, damn. Yeah. They do. They uh, let's see a lot of foods owned by like a few same companies. Uh Nestle. Yeah. Um, and the national brands, craft, uh, yeah, craft, uh, Coca Cola, of Coca-Cola. course, um, Kellogg's, uh, Johnson Kellogg's. Johnson, PepsiCo, Pepsi, Mars, Wrigley, Union. I don't know what that is. P and G. That's a huge one. Procter and Gamble. Yeah, is that P and G? Yeah, it must be. Um. You guys know about those are all national chains though. Like if you go into a local grocery store, the majority of the products are not owned by them. Yeah, mm, they just don't have so, the yeah. they just don't have the capability to distribute on a national scale. So, yeah, mm. if you go into Walmart, it's all the same stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you go into a more, a more local grocery store, it doesn't even have to be like a, a food co-op or something like that, but just like 
a smaller grocery store, yeah. chances are they stock more local brands mm-hmm. that are not one of the monopolies. That's the, that's the weird part. All these brands overlap, too. You know the story about, like, um, uh, Oreo cereal? Yeah, I, well, I know of its existence. I so that's kind of an interesting one. Story. So Oreo cereal isn't a new thing. It was around, like, 10 years ago, right? And then the Bisco and whatever, whoever made the other company, right? Like Nabisco owns Oreo, right? Oh, um, yeah, Nabisco. And whoever made General Mills or whoever made the cereal, I can't think of who it was, right? Mm -hmm. They had a falling out and they're like, hey, no more Oreo cereal, right? And the the same, so one company owned the name Oreo cereal. The other company owned the recipe Oreo cereal. (laughs) So the company that owned the recipe Oreo cereal just made Oreo cereal, but called it like chocolate cream O's. And it looked like the off brand. It looked like the off brand cereal. You know, by the same Walmart, recipe. Which, but it's the actual recipe <laughs> of <laughs> Oreo cereal. And then the Bisco couldn't make the Oreo cereal because someone else owned the recipe. So they'd have to make something else that didn't. That was like a different product. And they didn't want to do that. Right. But, but they could call they it Oreo, Oreo cereal. Yeah. But they could call it Oreo cereal. So they finally were able to come back together and do it, you know, have it happen again. But this whole time, it was legal to do it still in South Korea. That's South why it's Korean in South Korea. Branches okay. of those companies never had, like, kept the deals going and they kept on making the cereal. <laughs> the, the legal aspects of capitalism are just nuts. It's great. A&W it's like- and A&W Soda are root beer are two different companies. I did not know that. Oh, really? Yeah. Because A&W root beer was like sold off from A&W restaurants. Mm, that makes sense. Also, A&W Canada, wait, 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 wait. A&W USA are two different companies. No, I've, mm. I've been to a, I think it was a, I want to say like a KFC that had an A&W in it. And the A&W is like A&W root beer. Yeah, right. because like, it's not like, because they'll have A&W root beer at A&W's, but it's two, like a different company oh, owns A&W root so beer. Like, okay. Where they serve it at. But they don't exclusively serve it at A&W's. I have to huh. say, there's an A&W in Port Orchard. It's just the best thing ever. Is it though? Yeah. Nice. A and W's killer, man. Um, get want to go to Canada. Like legit A and W's that still exist, because you usually find them like in in conjunction with like a KFC for yeah. some odd reason. But like if you find an actual standalone A uh, and W, they're still pretty good. I was going to say, what does A and W stand for? Alfred and Wiener. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, um. They, okay. McDonald's lost the copyright claim to the oh, term so good. to the term Big Mac in the UK. Oh yeah? Yeah, they did. That was a good one. Because there was a small fast food chain in Ireland, I believe, that had a term very similar. It's the UK, the EU. Oh, the EU. Yes, the EU, the EU. But there's a chain in Ireland, I believe, mm-hmm. called something Mac or something like that. And they had a burger that sounded kind of like a Big Mac. It existed Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of like the Big Mac. It had Mac in the name for sure. McDonald's is like, that's not okay. So they sued them, lost the lawsuit in court, and also lost the copyright to the term Big Mac uh, in the EU. Yeah. So now Burger King just picks on them. and Because <laughs> like, in this country, Burger King can't use the term Big Mac yeah. in their marketing or anything. They can in the EU. So they just they do. They just pick on McDonald's they, all the time. What? So they have that they sell big macs no they can't sell them but they can use the name they sell big macs but not because they're frame broiled 
or whatever. They, that guy was like one of them. Yeah. They, they called it like, like in their marketing, they use the term Big Mac and they attack McDonald's and stuff like that. Huh. It's just, it's, it's weird fun. that well, a company can lose the copyright to their own product. I just remember as far as like copywriting weird. names and stuff. I remember the big one that uh, happened was like Candy Crush copyrighted the word candy. Oh, when it came so to like games. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Yes, you couldn't use the word candy in a game title. Right. And the happy birthday song is also copyright. Oh, written, really? Copyrighted. Yes, yeah, it is. But nobody cares. Well, it's because <laughs> like I just imagine some kid's birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese, like the the people or like or Red Robin. Somewhere that where That's why Red Robin, birthday. they don't sing it. They sing their Oh, they sing song. their own thing. Because someone's gonna come in there with like guns and be like, No, you cannot sing that song. Well, how think about this. How often I don't know if that's actually a legal problem in restaurants, but think about movies. How yeah. often do you see your happy birthday in movies? You don't. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because it's for sure. Then there is a a commercial uh, conflict. They should do right because like... anybody can sing happy birthday at a birthday party. There's no legal well obstruction to that yeah. because that's not that's for private. Yeah, it's really interesting. Mm. They have. Um, well, there's this uh, there's this legal dispute that's going on like in the music industry. Like someone's trying to copyright. Oh, uh-huh. you know that happens this? all the time. I know that. I'm, well, I'm I've only seen like a YouTube thumbnail for the one that's going on right now. Well, I guess the big one that's going on or went on a little bit, a while ago was um, I watched a video that Adam Neely did on it. It mm-hmm. was uh, it's so uh, like Taylor Swift has some song, and they use this like descending minor scale mm-hmm. in the background. Oh, uh-huh. And there was like another song a few years before that song that used the same minor scale in a similar pattern. But mm-hmm. then the point that Adam Neely was making in the video was that before, first of all, those two scale, or it's the same scale, but that's like the biggest similarity. More similar to both of those songs are like classical compositions by right. like Bach and Mozart. And, um, but yeah, it's just like, Taylor Swift got sued, or maybe it was Katy Perry. One of the two got sued. Like, I think it was Katy Perry. I remember seeing the YouTube thumbnail. Katy Perry got sued like $2 million and lost. That's not very much for her. I'd just pay it. Just stay out of court. But still, it's $2 million that I some just, company just snatched up. I would just settle. It's $2 million. $2 million. And for the music industry, that's nothing. My favorite one is, is Radiohead sued Lana Del Rey for... An, an alleged copyright infringement on the song Creep, even though the Hollies sued Radiohead for copywriting The Air That I Breathe. Like, not only did they just accuse them of copywriting them, they actually got... Radiohead was sued over Creep. Mm-hmm. And then they just sued somebody else for copying <laughs> Creep. It's like, what? Wait, wait, wait. So, sorry. So what was the what was the chronology of this? So the Hollies released the air that I breathe. Okay. Okay. Radiohead allegedly uh, copied that song, and they were okay. sued for it. And then Lana Del Rey allegedly copied Creep, and she was sued for it. So did um, I'm forgetting all the band names, but did the first one, the the, the original, Hollies. the Hollies, did they win this? Did they? I don't win know. The lawsuit I don't against know. Radiohead, because that would. Because if they won, then that would be really stupid for Radiohead to try to go after the Creed. It's stupid for Radiohead anyways. There was one recently, or not recently, was it recently? Within the past couple of years, I think, involving a Marvin Gaye song where 
and this is kind of the legal precedent now is uh the 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 uh i i don't know much legal terminology but basically they lost the case and now the legal precedent is that you can't copyright chords or a chord progression. You can't copyright that. Yeah. But melodies can be copywritten. Yes. Yeah. That's the legal precedent right now. So. Yeah. And then it's. Well. It's but that still gets like blurred. Because how, how. Um. Yeah. Like how. How similar do the melodies have to be. And all that. And then. What was that. There was that other lawsuit with. Um, what was that song. Uh. The one with all the naked women in it that was really uh, big. Blurred lines. Blurred lines. By, like what's a... his name? Is that CeeLo? No. Marie? It's um. I can't remember the guy's name. I can't the think artist. of it either. I I would know who it is, but. I uh, it's it's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't think of it. Alan oh, Thick. Yeah. Alan Thick. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly copied a Marvin Gaye song. And the, the it's like the same baseline, right? Yeah, it's very. It's close. like it's really it's really similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, it, it's such an abstract. It's weird. Business. And but it's, it's kind of fun though. It's kind of fun to look at. It's weird, man, because it, everything connects in the end because it's a creative endeavor that has financial incentive that's enforced by a legal, <laughs> yeah, by a legal right. process. And it's all mixed and intertwined and strange. So can, can you create... We incentivizing just... creative incentivizing creative creativity with monetary value is weird. We should just have like a a little a little country for all the artists to go to where they could just do their own shit. <laughs> They'd still Not... sue each other. <laughs> like there's no it, there's like in the middle of America, you know you're talking about getting rid of the government. We have like a little spot in like it's a concept it's a concept we just have a little <laughs> spot in the middle of america like we just take out like i don't know like fucking wyoming and just make that the art artist get out of here there's no government you just send the artists in there and you just like give them like food and like paintbrush food and paintbrushes <laughs> yeah doesn't matter what kind of creative individual you are and you then paintbrush. their artistic intelligence will come out artistic and... intelligence I don't know what to say. Alex just stopped, man. <laughs> Artistic intelligence, and then I stopped. Artistic intelligence. Well, who's it? I was bringing it back around to the uh, types of intelligence, you know. It was part of my uh, my closing up the podcast intelligence that told me to say artistic Closing intelligence. Up the yeah, this 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 topic is running somewhere where I can't even comprehend what's going on. Well, anymore. okay, let's bring it back to the main point of this podcast. So the paintbrushes that they're handing out, what kind of wood are they made of? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Alex, you can talk about it. Bamboo is probably going to be your cheapest and it's also light. best option. And that's is bamboo good. wood, though? Yes, it is. Bamboo is actually wood. Okay, it's one what's, of the few di- what's the It's line? one of the few monocot woods. Um, High strength to weight. Yeah, and it's like rigidity and stuff too. Uh, okay. Um, it's like it has to do with the lignum, I believe, and the I think it has to do with lignum content. Lignum. Oh, so just uh, camera just shut off. Camera just shut off. Audio That's, still going. Yeah, it's not lignum. Lignum. Ligma. Uh, <laughs> oh gosh. Um, lignum is a type of wood. It's not lignum. It starts with an L. Uh, it it it's the the natural polymer. Or the natural adhesive that binds all the different layers together. 
See, oh. I got them started on Lysol spray. It's called um. Uh, you guys oh, talk about something right else. on top. I know exactly what you're talking about. Like 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 ligamagonginous. Ligamagonginous. Li- yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like an ethnicity right there. Ligamagonginous. What yeah. country are you from? The country of ligma. Basically, is all what it comes back to. Uh, like indigenous people. I forgot the word. Ligamagonginous. Ligamagonginous. Ligamagonginous people. Yeah. That sounds pretty sick, actually. Ligamagonginous. Yeah. I would like to see that in application. What, what's your ethnicity? <laughs> yeah. Ligamagonginous. Where are you from? Um, no, 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 no. It's, it's like it's, it's in the other. Like, I'm a ligamagonginous people. I don't identify with it. I'm a lig- ligamagonginous. But then you're not res- represented. You got to have that option for that little bit of positive feedback to be like, ooh, people know who I am. I know. I'm saying that it's like a, it's like boxed in with other so it's like other and like a which is like i'm not i don't identify with those ones it's a uh, separate thing it's not other gotcha. but it's just in the same category as other as it's like a completely different i identify like that's like non-binary i identify like as a citizen of the principality of sealand actually the principality of sealand are you not familiar with Sealand? No. Oh, are you serious? Oh, Sealand is so good. Get them in there while I try to figure this out. So uh, <laughs> I'll update you on, on the going-ons of Sealand. So in World War II... History lesson. History lesson. The England set up, set up a lot of coastal defense bunkers in the ocean. Lignin. Lignin. It's, yeah. Okay. I'm just going to remember Ligamagonginous. Yeah. That's the word I'm going to take away from this. <laughs> Anyways, they set up a lot of coastal defense bunkers in the English Channel to defend against an invasion by sea from by invasion by sea from Germany, right? So they're basically just concrete bunkers that are in the water. Kind of it's like a platform looking thing kind of. And it kind of okay. it, it's it's relatively tall. Uh it's kind of like built on these pylons, right? And then after the war ended, they stayed because they're not going to go out there and tear them down. And what happened is basically this family, I think it was just like a husband and wife. Or, did you find a picture of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh, I do know about this. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly like that. So these coastal defense bunkers, this family like moved into one of them. right? So, so the bunker is above the water. Yeah. Yeah. It's but not it's in the water. on these like it's basically built on like stilts above yeah. the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this family took over this coastal defense bunker and tried to claim it as, as a country, as right? its own sovereign nation. And the United Kingdom got all pissed off and told them that they believed that it was property of you know the United Kingdom. But then there's this whole big dispute that happened because like the borders shifted at one point, and I guess at the time that they occupied them, like in modern day the English borders extend to where that is encompassed by the United Kingdom. Sea land is within the United Kingdom's borders. But I guess at the time, it was like this gray area where nobody technically occupied. Okay. So they actually technically did not exist. When they occupied the fortress, it technically was not within the bounds of the United Kingdom's borders. Mm. So they, they disputed in court that they have the right to establish their own sovereign nation there. And I think they actually won that case. So now that it is within the legal boundaries, do is it still their own sovereign nation? Yeah, and they the, just have like this little bit. Yeah, and 
their their prince is like, like Prince Eric or something like that. And he's just like a he's like a, a B list actor in like the UK or something like that. But he's just like he's also the Prince of Sealand. And they have a website and you can go on, you can buy you can Slides. buy titles. Or, no, not just like memorabilia, but you can buy official titles of nobility at Sealand. <laughs> and you can also buy citizenship and like a Sealand passport. I'm guessing it's a genuine passport. It's nuts, man. It's really nuts. To get out there somehow. <laughs> That's yeah. so yeah. cool. Oh my god. So, so they're just monetizing it. But like, are there actually like legal legal actions that they can take if someone like intrudes, like trespasses? I don't know what they would do. Like there's videos of people just like skateboarding on top of sea land. Like they fly out there and just <laughs> drop them off on a skateboard and they just go nuts. I don't know what they do. I don't even think they care about that. But technically, it is its own sovereign government, even if they have very little land mass. Does anyone like? Does anyone live there? No, you they... can't live there. There's nothing there. I know, but there's a, you it's could, a like, building. You, if someone's I guess you made all there. their money off of sea land, have lived just... there for times. Probably. I don't know if there's any permanent residence right now, but I don't think there is. Um, you guys want to go? I would love to go to sea land. Like, yeah, inhabit it. Mm-hmm. We no, should be okay. the. It's a sovereign country. We start a they could pick you out. Yeah, micronations are crazy. It we is. That's what it is. It's a micronation. There's actually a lot of micronations. There are some in the United States, actually. Is that so? Can you just like start your own, or like what's? Well, you can't start your own if another nation already occupies that land. But they found loopholes and stuff like that. Well, like there, one, there's one example in. Well, then it's not really in the United States. Right. Well, it's its own sovereign nation. There's one example. Uh, at somewhere in Europe, I don't remember which country it is, where there was a river, right? These two nations agreed that that was the border between their nations. Okay. Okay. But like one nation said our border is the river and the other nation said that our border is where the river is now. Right. And then the river eroded Um, away and just like a very small, just a couple square miles, I think, of where it originally was. Well, that's which left a pocket of land. Huh? That's still a lot. Yeah. Which left just a very small pocket of land, just a couple of miles. Yeah. A couple of square miles where... One nation's borders were pushed back by the river, and the other one stayed in put, just mm-hmm. stayed in place. And then some guy somehow knew about all this stuff. He's like, "I'm claiming that land as my own <laughs> nation." So it has like a population of one, and he just lives there. That's so dope. It's nuts. Yeah, they have no economy. And then, well, okay, so wait, where is this? It's somewhere in Europe. Somewhere in Europe, like, is is that like legal? Like, can he just stay there? Yeah. And he just owns it. Because, yeah, because when he claimed that land, it did not exist within either of those countries' borders. So I'm thinking about, uh, haven't we made some kind of agreement about claiming land in space? Uh, we're working like on it. We're working on it. not really allowed to. But the thing is, then there's like commercial developments and stuff that we want. Or like it's so lame, man. Ventures. Okay, you're allowed to... You, I think... As far as free enterprise and free enterprise is concerned, I think right now you are allowed to purchase land in space. From who? Who who purchase. owns it right now? I don't know, man. The I don't fucking know who, Martians. I don't know who facilitates <laughs> that. Elon Musk. But I think so- yes. sovereign like, countries are not. I don't think anyone would mind if you, like we would vote Elon Musk to own space. Mm, sure, but I don't. I don't think sovereign nations are supposed to be allowed to. So. It's weird, man. We actually have an Earth, a flag of. Uh, there's actually a flag of Earth. 
if you haven't seen it. It's Jamie, Jamie can look at it. It's stupid looking. I don't like it. I really hope that when we land on Mars, we just immediately plant an American flag, even though we're supposed to plant the Earth flag. Screw you. I, I can't tell if this is... That's it. Oh, that's it. Earth it's just flag. a bunch of circles. Yeah. That's the flag of Earth. But I would really hope that Elon just lands and just drops the American flag right there. Elon's going to drop sick. an American flag. He's just going to drop a robot with a flamethrower. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> We're taking this. Dude. He's just gonna he's just gonna drop out the he's gonna unravel the solar panel carpet <laughs> and then just the crane's gonna pick the, the Tesla off the side of the, the lander and just drop it on the ground. And he <laughs> starts doing donuts. That's that and then yeah. That's gonna be so sick. Man. And the skin marks no. is gonna be a giant American flag. Yeah, that's what it, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I like that a lot. Tesla donuts. You need to be able to see it from from space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that a lot. I had something to talk about, say about micronations, but now I forget. Well, um, there, you know that there's just a bit, actually a huge chunk of Antarctica, which is just unclaimed. And yeah. basically the whole, like the EU and the US and wherever just decided, let's have nobody claim this and just, this just be open land. There's also yeah. a part of Antarctica, which might be the same spot where you can't poop there. <laughs> what? You have to take it out with you. You can't leave mm. anything. That's pretty nuts. Yeah. And what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's kind of irrelevant to this, but just talking about European garbage going on. I can't remember. It was, it was some small island that the Dutch declared war on mm-hmm. and forgot that they declared war <laughs> because basically there's no there's barely any inhabitants on the island. And they really didn't actually go to war. They declared they formally declared war on this island. And forgot for something like 600 years. Back when people formally declared wars. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, and then like some historian found the archives that they declared war like 600 something years ago. And he took it to the Dutch government. They're like, yeah, we declared war 600 years ago on this small island nation. And they're like, oh, sorry. Peace. And they negotiated a peace, a peace treaty. <laughs> so there was a genuine war that lasted for 600, over 600 years. Although I don't think a single shot was fired. It's just pretty sick, man. Governments I mean, are mental. There's supposed to be some island somewhere. I don't know what countries are fighting. What like, what two countries they are? What they basically are in do these wars to claim the island is that just one country just comes over and plants their flag and then leaves, and then the other country oh, uh-huh. just comes over, removes that flag and puts down their. It's like flag. it's like capture it's, the flag. It's an island off the coast of Greenland that has uh, Canada. And Denmark have joint custody over. And they, mm. yeah, they just take down another country's flag and put up their own every couple of years. They do like military training exercises there. They're like, hey, go land on this island. They're like, oh, take this flag down. Dude, I love obscure islands so much. It's great. <sighs> they usually leave, what I've heard, obviously not if that's true, but what I've heard is that they usually leave a bottle of like Canadian whiskey and then take down the flag and leave. So, Question about like if I want to start my own sovereign nation, but there's no more, there's not really a lot of land left, right? Maybe you find something like where that little pole with the river or whatever, something mm-hmm. like that, maybe. But I think the best way to do it would be like if I created my own island, like a trash island or whatever they, they're doing, right? Uh-huh. Out in, it, in international waters. Mm-hmm. Could I claim that as my own nation? I think you could. Because it's international or is it? owned by like 
the UN or something like that. Is it land? Does it have to technically be land? I guarantee you there are islands that do not exist within sovereign borders right now. Yeah. You can I, find one. just tough one getting to it. Yeah. <laughs> and getting back every time. It'd be ridiculous. You can go buy private islands. Just oh, yeah. Not easy. Not be a convenient one. Yeah. What was I going to say? Uh, something a lot about that, man. Dang um, it. It's gone. Dude, like, so so you're not able to... Why is the U.S. to be stupid like this? Like, it'd be so cool if I just bought, like, 100 acres and just said, YOLO, I'm starting a compound. Mm-hmm. Don't mess with you me. You can start a compound all you want. Also, can't this a compound's sovereign. a sovereign nation. You can't do that. Why? Because, It's man, not cool, man. It's not cool. It's not cool. Politics, but, things like this should be about being cool or not cool. Not ethical or reasonable. No, no, no. That's, that's exactly what I'm saying. Alex, that's what I'm saying. Er- that's what I've been saying in the last two podcasts or whatever, that it's everything that we do is a logical ex- explanation for an emotional issue, right? But I really like where you're going with this. I don't. I think we should embrace the fact that everything that we do is purely out of emotion. Rule of cool, man. Rule of cool. Dude, you know, here's what's weird. That's the podcast is that name. There, rule yeah. of cool. Is that there are, there are uncontacted tribes in the Amazon jungle that live within the borders of Brazil... Mm-hmm. But have no idea that there are other people in out there. Yeah, how are how? It's just a weird man. It's weird to think of that. There's a population of humans that have never been introduced or connected to the rest of the world. Yeah, that's really the exact same species. Oh, and then but some of them are like have weird development. Okay, I got, I got to look this up. I was talking about this with someone the other day, but there's this. Uh, they're these kind of people. I heard about this a really long time ago, so I need to fact check myself. But bush people. Oh, the bush people in Africa. Yeah. Those guys are nuts, man. Because don't can't they like hibernate or like not hibernate, <laughs> but like they they like they don't have to eat for like way longer than most humans. Uh, I don't know if it's way longer, but they do eat far There's less Alas- regularly. Alaskan bush people. No, I want. Uh, Alaskan bush people. Those guys got in legal trouble, man, because they were like doing tax evasion and stuff, and then they got popped for it. The right. actual bush people in Africa are Bushmen. like are persistence runners. They still hunt by persistence running, and they have not developed agriculture. Game animals, edible plants, anthropology. What am I thinking of? Because there's like some tribe that's like, or or some. Some kind of people. Look up Kalahari Bushmen or Bush people. Kalahari. Kalahari Bush. Bushmen. There's a documentary on them, but I don't think we've really contacted them since. Uh, the Bushmen. Oh, someone's trying to make money off it. Oh, it's the same one that I was looking at before. Uh, Wandering Hunters. Dude, those are feral kids, man. Oh, Bushman has the term has been abandoned since it is considered derogatory. Anyway, I just there's like some kind of there's some African tribe or something that's like they've been isolated from other people for so long that they've like developed some completely different genetic. I believe it. Like, but yeah, it's a really weird development. So they're like. I mean, they're still human, but they're just, like, cool humans. Right. Like, short, and they've got, like... I, I think I think it has to do with how, how much water and food they can store in their stomach, like a camel. 
Oh, they have there, really big bellies. There are there are people who live in the Himalayas who have larger lung capacities than the typical human does because oxygen is scarcer for yeah. them. And they also, I think, have a higher red blood cell count. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's like also the it's like Tibetan people in Tibet. Yeah. And as well as uh, like people in Peru, Machu Picchu mm-hmm. area. Yeah. Because they've been isolated long enough. That's crazy, man. Because the rest of us are just intermixing like crazy. So we kind but of. They're just out there. They're just out there on their own. Yeah. Yeah. Well, isn't the estimation like there's we're all supposed to be like one. I guess there's going to be a race singularity. Supposedly we, I'll let Eli talk here in a second, but we've, we've traced humans back to just a few families. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about this earlier when you were talking about like ancestry and things like that. I wonder if, um, say, uh, there are the British people who move over to, uh, North America or let's just say the U.S., and then they stayed in a place like Washington. And then they Freaking only... losers. <laughs> yeah. And then they only um, had kids with other people like them. So, um, and then their ancestors. I mean, it wouldn't be like total um, incest or anything, but um, I wonder... No, it would. Yeah. I Yeah, I guess. Um, I wonder if they would... Like after a thousand years, do you think they would eventually become? They would start looking like Native Americans over there, just because they've been. Well, Native Americans came from Asia. That was that's another interesting thing about the feral kids, because um, what would happen with them is that they were like super resistant to. <laughs> Gary's making a face. Oh, I was making a face because of what Alex did. Oh, okay. Anyway. Um, the f- what was really interesting one other thing that was really interesting about them is that they were like really resistant to temperature and like um, and elements right so just there wasn't uh, it wasn't like uh, they were some new they, w- they weren't a genetic variation they were just like normal people who had grown up mm-hmm. in an environment that made them really tough to the elements but I think that uh there's got to be something to do with like, you know, us, us Caucasians have kind of like lost some of our wildness because we've been in civilized, like in, in our own yeah. houses and whatever for so long that. Mm, well, actually, I would argue I that uh, it hasn't been long enough yet. Well, but I'm sure there have been some changes, though, however minute. Maybe, but I don't think humans have really changed since the beginning of history, since we, when we could tell in the 5,000 years, I don't think the human organs have really well, changed. Well, what about, what about, uh, height though? Height was a big one. Cause you go back to castles. Height changes, huh? Nutrition. Height changes quicker because it is based on things like nutrition. Oh, okay. Yeah. But also height varies naturally within a population, right? Yeah. But a normally healthy human has the same structure, has had the same structure. I'm willing to bet for, I mean, there's a few small variations, that's really interesting. So would the kings and stuff be like, well, I guess not necessarily, but the kings and stuff should be like a, taller than other people just because they're more, they have more nutrients. But at the same time, they don't have as much nutrients as the 
average person does here now. Right. And yet height still varies. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say though is like, if you just look at, so native Americans, at least the native American, well, yeah, native Americans migrated from Eastern Asia they crossed the land bridge. That is 1,200 years ago, I believe. Yeah, 1,200 years ago, they crossed the land bridge. They were racing la- the Polynesians. Uh, the Polynesians weren't here. 1,200. 1,200 years ago. Um, that oh, was, 1,200 years ago. 1,200 BC. Huh? 1,200 BC for the Polynesians. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that was th- like 3,000 years ago. Yeah, yeah but whatever. 1,200 years ago, Eastern Asians crossed the land bridge into mm-hmm. this continent yeah. during the last ice age. Or after the last stage. No, it was during. It would during, have been during, during because that's why the land, the land bridge was yep. was passable. But here's the thing. Um, Native Americans here have an alcohol intolerance, same as Eastern Asians. Yes. Even though it's been over a thousand years, they still have that same trait. My dad. It's different things change. My dad has a uh, almost the best way I can categorize it is an allergic alcohol to alcohol, allergic reaction to alcohol. So how my grandma says she's like, I'm allergic to wine. Makes me feel weird. No, not feel weird. No, 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 no. no. My dad drinks anything. Maybe he has one beer, a single beer, and even though he's not drunk, right? He's still cognitively the same. His face gets red and flush. He gets hot and sweaty. He gets itchy. Mm. Yeah, it's like an allergic reaction to alcohol. And Native Americans and Eastern Asians share that trait. Huh. Because they are ethnically the same people. They do a lot of drinking over in Asia still. Yeah, and in... Yeah. yeah. They just get all puffy. Yeah, it's just the way it is, man. It's it's not like it stops them. It's not that bad, but it's just... uh, It's... Yeah. So a thousand years is clearly not enough time to change that. Hmm. So it's weird. As to why that developed in the first place, I don't know. But um, yeah, the because the current theory as to how humans evolved is that we all originated from Africa 300,000 years ago. At least that's the earliest record is 300,000 years ago. No, earliest record is 200,000 years ago. Up to three hundred thousand years, three hundred thousand years ago. Okay. And it from so that's modern humans originated at the very earliest two hundred thousand years ago, or sorry, very latest two hundred thousand years ago. And in that time, the most notable changes is skin color, right? The most notable yeah. variation, because if we all originated from one continent, Africa, we would have all had dark skin. Right. Well, if it was, well, yeah, but we've, if we did mm-hmm. originate there, then our skin has changed. Right. Exactly. But yeah. even in 200,000 years, the greatest change is skin color and nothing else. Hmm. So it takes a very long time for evolution to do its job. Yeah. So, and it's barely evident in human history. Dang, there's so many fun experiments that we could still do. I know. Or unethical experiments. I just want to like, I just want to keep people in like just confined places for millions of years. See what happens with different under different conditions. Uh I think that's too too large there's of a time a, to go. There's a so it's fun though. Speculative um speculative anthropology and zoology is a, I think it's pretty pretty cool like 
subject. Right? I'm interested in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's some book, a book called Things Beyond Earth is the one I'm thinking of, where um, it takes different artistic uh, artistic interpretations of what humans could evolve to mm-hmm. become and to fill specific niches and it's pretty cool yeah um, where it's like look at these bat people <laughs> oh yeah I've seen like seen stuff like those. that like i've seen memes about it where it's just like like the yeti version of ourselves just getting completely torn up by another per type of person with like claws and just where are you looking at these memes (laughs) it's speculative anthro dot net dot net are you r slash speculative anthro memes (laughs) dude that's yeah that's crazy well okay at least in the time scale and the environment of our earth the creatures that exist today evolved to evolved as a response to the environment of earth right yeah Mm mm-hmm Humans are just a very generic ape is all it is. No, sorry. Apes are generic mammals, I think is what it is. Something like that. We're generic where we don't necessarily fit into one niche environment, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's what's allowed us to colonize the entire earth practically. Yeah. So now that we've conquered the elements, what do we evolve to? Something it would like, have to be something we created, unless, um, barring a cataclysmic event. Maybe those two are the same. Maybe. Well, maybe we have to we have to go and con- we maybe the cataclysm is our is our next step of evolution. It may be, yeah. and we have to all upload our consciousness onto Google the Singularity, server. the Google server. Mm-hmm. Well, the cloud. We must come up with the cloud. Isn't it? As a result of a cataclysm a long time ago, that's where we can trace back most of human existence of a few families, I think. There was some sort of cataclysmic event that wiped out almost the entire human population. Oh, yeah. We were an endangered species. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. I forgot. Oh, right. Yeah, no. <laughs> hey, uh, all next, of... time, next time, I'm about to get attacked that. by like, a, by like a, a raccoon, I'm going to pull the endangered species card. <laughs> <laughs> pull hey, it out of my sock like, hey, endangered... Descendant of an endangered species. Don't mess with me. We're going to we're going to animal court if you do. Uh, as I've already confirmed in our previous podcast, raccoons have the capacity to be humans as well. So remember what I said. No feathers, biped. Oh, this is a man. Yeah. <laughs> Plutonian definition of a ma- of a man. It's so Are they good. technically bipeds? No, it was just a joke. They're quadrupeds. Because yeah, well, they can mm. walk on their back feet sometimes. I mean, uh, people, just when they're trying to go, break and go to a no, safe way, with they a, can stand on their back legs. They can't walk on their back legs. They probably right? could. They for probably could. They probably could for just enough time. To just go as into much a as Anna way. can walk on her back legs. <laughs> Here's the difference, man. What's that it's, supposed uh, to mean? <laughs> she uh, she's anemic because she doesn't eat red meat, so she can't stand up. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotta take those iron supplements. Yeah. No, it's um, if you look at where the spine connects to the skull. On bipeds, it's at the bottom of our skull. Mm-hmm. For quadrupeds, it's at the back. Mm. That's the biggest difference. That's mm. how you can determine. Because a quadruped, and also their eyes, their eye positioning, like um, a quadruped looks forward with its, like, uh, it, well, its head, yeah, I guess that's the same thing, right? Its spine connects to the back of its skull, and it looks directly forward, right? Quadrupeds? Quadrupeds. They look out, usually. Yeah, or, yeah like, Bunnies, like, think of like rabbits and like yeah. raccoons and uh 
uh, like deer and cows and horses. They look out. But the eye, their eye positioning relative to the rest of their body is, yeah. But for, for bipeds, the our spine connects to the bottom of our skull and our eyes look perpendicular to oh, our yeah, stature. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Perpen- er, relative to our stature, not the positioning of our head, mm-hmm. but our stature. Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's that's how you can determine between a biped and a quadruped that can walk on its legs like a bear. Yeah. Yes. A bear is a quadruped even though it can climb and can walk on its hind legs. Based on that definition mm. alone of a quadruped. Yeah, because otherwise you get situations of looking at you know, a raccoon staying on its hind legs and be like, that's a man, that's a biped. Featherless bird. Featherless bird. No feathers, biped. This is a man. Yeah, that's. I think I think we're done with that definition, though. Yeah, we are. We are. I think that that uh, that trash dwelling philosopher figured us out. Like the the what guy who plucked the feathers <laughs> off a chicken and threw it at Socrates. We're also everywhere. done with a decent amount of intelligent conversation. Yeah, it's it's been gone for. Well, I was looking at it. it's almost ten p.m. and we started at a little after six. So with a. 10 minute inter- intermission yeah, we're yeah. running up on three hours yeah 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 so big night basically yeah, we were over three hours i think i think by the time we finally started the show and where we are now with a short intermission we're about three hours okay maybe a little bit over i don't know man but <laughs> let me been, sleep it's been pretty sick dude you wanted to get food man i want to get food. he wanted to get dinner probably. getting a munchie i haven't <laughs> had dinner man it's also yet. probably part of it caffeine no food fried <laughs> Get my fry. Yeah, on. but you're still going the most out of the rest of us. Dude, I can go all night, man. <laughs> That's just because podcasting is your sustenance. It is my thing, man. <laughs> must consume. That's when I have my conversations. Must yeah. consume knowledge. Alex just... Alex, we're gotten to the point where he's just smacking himself with the mic. So <laughs> I'm yeah. done. I'm telling you I guys, know. turn off the camera. So like, camera's dead. The camera's <laughs> dead. The camera died a while ago. Turn off the audio recording, man. That's what I'm. That's what I'm. This is what I'm signaling. Uh, do we want to okay. wrap up real fast? Do yes. the thing with your eyebrows. Which and then I'll turn the thing that you were doing to Gary earlier. Yeah, the signaling. All right, I'm gonna have to turn off the audio now.